0: And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, and adults of all ages, viewer discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your host, Robbie speaking. I got my co-host, Zachary, here. And as you can imagine, folks, this is a football Monday. Week 10 is in the books. We now have seven weeks left of football. and it's if Seven weeks, on maybe. On the Browns and the Ravens game. You missed out on a lot of excitement. It started off. Pretty shitty for the Browns as pick six oh. by Deshaun Watson, 18 yards away. Yeah. Things were looking down. I believe the Browns were down by as much as 10 heading into halftime. Actually, I believe the score at one point it was, was 13, 17,
1: 17, three at one point was the score.
0: 31, 17 at the end of the first half, I think, or at least leading into the second half. And Deshaun Watson started playing like the quarterback he was when 26 women were massaging his cock. Hmm. And he put his cock
1: all over the Ravens defense. I'm I'm first of all, Robbie, I'm so fired up with that fucking WSJ. I'm trying to find this stat. Um, comparing Deshaun Watson from the first half of that game to the second half. Cause I believe he started that game one for nine. And then I believe in the in the finish off the first half, completing like, I want to say three out of something past or something. It it was just terrible numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, But he ended up finishing the second uh, the start of the second half finished second half did not have one incompletion. Robbie 14 for 14. I believe it was like 160 yards or something he threw my God massive win. We would also be remiss Robbie if we did not do a sports cave shout out to our boy Bob. Happy birthday Bob.
0: Happy birthday to my number one supporter of the podcast. Father Bob. father. Father Bob. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Turning have.
1: a brisk 71 years old. So he looks good for his age. Wow. Right? Is that right, Robbie? Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I would say uh, incorrect.
1: Okay. I might be off by give or take a year or two, folks. Give or take a year or two. Mm. But yeah, if we're going to get into this, Robbie. Let's, let's get right into this. Cleveland Browns, huge fucking W comeback victory, last second field goal, which I'm not going to lie to you, Robbie, had me a little bit worried after Hopkins oh, missed the blame, extra yeah. point to fucking tie the game. Mm-hmm. Which just gave me a stroke right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what, man? I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I know you would take the Ravens defense and the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. I don't know if there's a defense in the NFL this year that I would take over the Cleveland Browns. Like, this defense, week in and week out, just gets the fucking job done. I mean, it, there's nothing else. I understand on paper, you got the Ravens. They got the stacked uh, defense. You got the you got the Steelers, as I said, with the stacked defense. I don't give a fuck. Cleveland Browns have the best goddamn defense in the AFC North. Mark it down 100%. Jesus Christ, Ryan, are we going to do this again today? We are going to do this again, aren't we? Oh, God. Um... Marcus, welcome to the show, boys. Dez, how are you? Thank you What's very much. On? I agree. Dad's 100% is on my page. The Cleveland Browns here, here defense this year is electric. 33 31, taking down the division. You
0: know, title. Please look at my father's comments, what he got in there, bro.
1: Look at the pictures. Can you see it on there? Yeah, I can see the pictures. He's got his oh fucking. Oh, my own. God. Bob, how did you uh, <laughs> find a way to send an emoji?
0: Oh, my God. That is hilarious.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. You like the Bob Clark emoji? That is fucking hilarious. Oh my.
0: God, how the fuck did he do that? That is hilarious. Yeah, I can't find uh, the Deshaun Watson stats here. I thought I'd like the tweet, but like you said, he was 14 of 14 the second half, 134 passing yards, 16 rushing, uh, 16 rushing yards and one touchdown. And one of the attempts that he ran, I believe, was on third down, converted into first down, and he took a couple hits, too, and he yeah. stayed down for a bit, right back so out just, there.
1: Just to compare numbers here, he was 14, 14 in the second half. He was six for 20 in the first half. So we got to find a way to weed those fucking those apps out of the out of the performance. Because honestly, man, second, like the second half of that game was like the first time I'm watching. I'm like, holy shit. Finally, this guy that we're paying this fuck ton of money is showing up. This is what I want to see. Even some of the rushes he was doing, man. Big first down gains. Getting an MRI in his ankle as Bob did point out. He did hurt his ankle. But, I mean, it didn't slow him down. He, mi- he missed a few plays. PJ came out. I don't know who we have next week, but I want to say it's another tough game.
0: See, that's a disadvantage of having a uh, a week five bye.
1: Yeah, um, exactly. We have the Steelers next week. So a big divisional matchup. They've already taken one from us. It's, this one's in Cleveland. So let's keep our fingers crossed. Deshaun's uh, going to be in that game.
0: For sure. Um, I don't think we mentioned it, but uh, thank you, Ryan, for the 100 bits. Yeah, once Ryan, again, yeah man.
1: God damn it, Ryan. You know
0: what, Ryan? People. Thank you so much, sir.
1: Cheers to you, my friend. Cheers to you.
0: Hello, brother. Thank you. Also, God before I put this out, I want to send another cheers out to all the veterans who make the ultimate sacrifice for Americans to live free. This is for you.
1: Yeah, and happy Remembrance Day here in Canada. Tesco um, Well, Zach,
0: Steelers, yo. Um, I gotta find the thing here with the Ravens. I think I like the tweet, but um yeah. this what? is like the sixth or seventh time in Lamar Jackson's career where they've had like a, a at least a touchdown and a field goal lead at some point into the game and have blown it. Like that's it. Th- like I, I think last week I said we could probably say that the Ravens are the most complete team in football, and arguably they are, but I understand that <laughs> Lamar put up what thirty one points. But you yeah. gotta start feeling off these games, man. Because come playoff time, we saw it last year with the Jaguars and the Chargers, it ain't over until it's over, all right. So yeah. Lamar's got to learn to start closing out these games. I mean, he's he hasn't had the ability really to do so.
1: Yeah, I was honestly, it, it went from like just them having every fucking bit of momentum in that first half to just a complete swap. Yeah, but I'm not complaining. But Robert, we got a lot of football to go through here, my man. We got a lot of football to go through here. Uh, let's start it off with a Thursday night fucking snooze fest
0: told you I wasn't watching I told you that <laughs> thing right there my bed I told you the second the show was so gone, I, had zero.
1: I went to a buddy's house so one of my buddies is a fantasy football guy now, he's playing in fantasy football he's not necessarily a fantasy football guy and he needed a quarterback because he was uh, he had a bye week for his QB I think he both his QBs had a bye week I think the guy fucking drafted two quarterbacks with the same bye week which was a smart decision on his part so. yeah so Bryce Young is one of the available guys. And I told I'm like, please, for the love of God, do not pick up Bryce Young. He's like, man, they're playing the Bears is going to have a breakout game. I honestly feel bad for Bryce Young at this point because he he is awful. Like he is horrific. I don't hold on, hold on. I don't want to say Bryce Young is awful because you know I've watched
0: some of some parts of Panthers games. The offensive line is fucking atrocious. Adam Thielen's not what he once was. And the running game is inefficient. Miles Sanders can't figure it out. Chuba Hubbard can't figure it out. So you're putting it all on this guy. So what I would do if I was the Panthers, let's be honest here. The short time that Andy Dalton has filled in, they've looked good. Put Andy Dalton in yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Learn. I mean, not for nothing. It's not like you're playing for a first-round pick. It goes to Chicago anyways. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know what? Because you know how I go. If you're drafting someone in the first round, put them out there if they're ready. But Bryce Young is out there. He clearly See, isn't ready.
1: Let Dalton I don't show the ways. I don't, I think it's honestly so rare for a quarterback to come in and be ready. This play. look at a guy like even like Patrick Mahomes, he didn't play his first year. Sat and watched a guy well, like Alex, Alex Smith play.
0: Yeah, but Alex Smith is was a good quarterback. I know, you what know, I'm I saying, look,
1: it, I think it does wonders for. I mean, obviously, I guess you could say the same thing about Jordan Love and look what the fuck happened to him. But I think in most most cases, it does a lot for their production where they get to sit and learn, learn how to be a professional, see the speed of the game instead of just basically being fucking throwing out there.
0: However, I can't say I have Tinkathon for the NFL. Send me a link, Trev.
1: We got the Chicago Bears, 16, Carolina Panthers, 13. Uh, Win-win, as we said, for the Bears. They uh, basically solidify a first overall pick for themselves this year with Carolina. I think they now have like a 40% chance of getting this first overall pick. So we're probably going to say that's as good as locked up for the Chicago Bears. Agreed. Uh, Moving on to the Sunday slate, the last of the NFL International Series. Thank God I didn't watch any of this game either because just looking at the score, it looked like it was arguably more of a snooze fest than the Thursday night football game. 9 30 in the morning, Indianapolis Colts took down the New England Patriots by a score of 10 to 6. More struggles for the quarterback position for New England. Uh, Mac Jones getting lit up by Bill O'Brien on the sideline. Robbie, I want to hear some thoughts on what you saw out there.
0: Okay. Um, so just let so everybody know. I had four games of softball. I didn't get a chance to watch a game. I went back and I looked at just by every little highlight that, that they could uh, put out there. Um I don't know where to go with this team. And I'm here's here's what I'm trying to do, Zach. I'm not trying to make myself rant every fucking week. Let's be honest. It's not good yeah. for my health. I'm sure the the, the viewers love you know their hearing, hearing abilities, and I'm gonna tarnish honest? that if I go off. Um the the throw that he had to Gusecki, that he threw off of his back foot, dude. He was short by seven yards, at least. Yeah. Holy <sighs> shit. Zach, you can't play in the NFL with the fucking arm that he has. He may be an accurate quarterback, but I'm almost certain I can throw the football harder than him. Yeah, his he, long
1: ball is not, is about forget as pathetic. The long ball, dude.
0: It's everything in general. It's all fucking, it's, it's lollipops. It's meatballs. If he was a pitcher in MLB, he'd be throwing the ball fucking 75 miles an hour across the plate, no knuckleball. He's not the quarterback. Is he the quarterback? You know, it's so hard because how do you go from what you had your rookie year to where you are now? It doesn't make sense. And if anything, I'm not blaming Belichick. This is a Mac Jones problem. As for the Bill O'Brien situation, I commend him. Thank you, Bill O'Brien, because this guy has been the biggest piece of dog shit ever since the end of week two. He had a great week one against the Eagles. He had a great week two against the Dolphins. He had a great week when they beat the Bills. Outside of that, he's been nothing good. He got outperformed by a fourth-round pick in Sam Howell.
1: Mac Jones... Okay. Is- now, you you say it about Sam Howell. I don't know if you had a chance to look at the NFL passing yards leader.
0: Oh, I have. Oh, I have. It's fucking Sam Howell. <laughs> I have. Sam Howell's been balling up, but the purpose is, is that 32 teams had a chance to get Sam Howell in the first, second, and third rounds.
1: No, I hear you. I hear you. Um, but uh, uh, would you be, if I would have told you at the start of the season that Sam Howell at, in going into week 11 would be leading league in passing yards and a close second would be CJ Stroud, you probably would have looked at me like I was an absolute fucking idiot. Yes, correct. Here we are. Here um, we are.
0: Back to the Patriots here. Where do they go from here? Hopefully every, every point but down. You know, I'm not really that frustrated. I think I called it.
1: No, I I think at this point you would. I. I honestly, if I were you, I would want losses now at this point. Just when did I call it? Right? After,
0: after they got dismantled by the Cowboys where I said the season's over?
1: Yeah, and you know what? From what I was seeing, I think right now you guys have third overall pick.
0: Trevor sent me the list. Thank you, Trev. I'll Dude, tell you, you what could, it is right now.
1: You could be looking at fucking Marvin Harrison Jr. at third overall. Or oh, if sure. you want to go quarterback route, you go quarterback route. But
0: So right now, let's go through the top ten. The top ten as it sits right now. Ten would go to Atlanta. Nine would go to Denver pending tonight's game against Buffalo. Eight would go to Tennessee. Seven would go to the Rams. Six would go to the Packers. Five to the Bears. Four to the Cardinals. Three to the Patriots. Two to the Giants. One, Carolina for the Bears. Um, so right now, the Patriots and the Giants are fighting with Carolina for that number one spot. And that's where I'm stuck. Because I don't think the Patriots look at the number one pick. It's either going to be the Bears or the Giants. I think, yeah. unfortunately, I think it's the, Bears. the Giants are going to beat them. When we face the Giants, we'll probably beat him because the inability for Tommy DeVito to throw football, which we'll get into a yeah, little later. On.
1: Just... Um,
0: so the Patriots gotta look at this. Uh they probably won't get Caleb Williams. I don't think the Giants are going to take a wide receiver. I think what the Giants are going to end up doing is just going with the new quarterback because they saw what Brian Dable was able to do in Alabama. They're able to see what he did with Josh Allen, how he turned Josh Allen to a superstar. This is his regime. I don't care if the Giants was out the rest of the season. This guy should not be fired. I don't care what what he's looking like on the sidelines yelling at his players or if the defense has lost him. Does not matter to me. Brian Dable needs to stay head coach. You can't keep going through this head coach cycle for the New York Giants. You got to stick with this guy. So assuming the bears aren't going to take a quarterback since they have Justin Fields and assuming maybe they'll trade back. Maybe the Giants slide to number one, they get Caleb Williams or they get another North Carolina product. They got Daniel Jones out of Duke in North Carolina. Maybe they go with Drake may out of UNC. So where does it leave the Patriots? You could be left with Drake may, you could be left with Caleb Williams, Michael Penix, Bo Nix, the kid from LSU who just had a great game. I think the kid from
1: LSU is going to win the fucking Heisman this year.
0: And if you ask me, Zach, would I rather have the Patriots do? This is it. No more excuses, Mac Jones. This is your last oh, fucking.
1: You are still time. riding the Jones train. You will
0: draft Marvin Harrison Jr. You got your clear cut number one. There's no more excuses.
1: Hey, that's a, from what we're seeing, that is going to be a clear cut number one. Yes. And I mean, honestly,
0: not for nothing. Not that he's great as a wide receiver. But you could see the impact that Kendrick had on this team, bro. There's a reason why teams are calling Patriots before week one even began. And they said, no, this guy was having a career year up until the torn ACL. And then by the time he returns next year, I don't know if he'll ever be the same.
1: Yeah. Yeah. With an injury like that, you really never know what to expect coming back. But uh...
0: really quick with Belichick, he should not be fired. There needs to be a mutual agreement for someone that has turned this franchise around from the laughing stock in the, in the NFL to one of the most pristine, glamorous franchises in the NFL. I know he had Tom Brady, but let's be honest here, folks. 32 teams once again had a chance to get Tom Brady. Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl after Tom Brady sucked in the AFC Championship game when he put uh, so in in the AFC Championship game to advance to the Super Bowl. He could have said, so outperformed him, we're going to go with him. No. He stuck with Tom Brady. Okay, so Brady wouldn't be Brady without Belichick. Let's be real. Towards the end, towards the end, it was the Brady way. It wasn't the Patriot way. That's a fact. That is a fact. But however, this guy has three hundred wins in his career. He should break Don Shula's record in New England. Now, if it gets to a point where he's late in age, and he's got to go to yeah, you know, he might need
1: like fourteen seasons now at this point.
0: Then you got to do what you got to do. But it's hard for me to let go of Belichick, man. You know, I you, I lost Brady. I lost Gronk. I lost Elman, Deb McCordy, And the cherry on top would be Belichick. And I know that my childhood's officially over.
1: Well, you are uh, 28 years old, Robbie. So I hate to tell you, your childhood is long gone, my friend.
0: Dad asks me, do the Patriots bring back Josh McDaniels as the offensive coordinator next year? The the Bill O'Brien hire wasn't a Bill Belichick hire, folks. It was a Robert Kraft hire. True statement. So, I can't say yes without knowing what the Patriots are going to do next year with Belichick. Because one of two things is going to happen. He's going to be the head coach, and he'll make the decision the offensive coordinator, or Gerard Mayo is going to be the head coach. But I'll tell you what. Josh McDaniels is a lucrative offensive coordinator. Or... Or or is he? Bill O'Brien proved himself in Houston with the Texans when he left. Yep. Josh McDaniels hasn't proved nothing post Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, you got that right. Didn't really work out too well for him in Las Vegas, that's for sure. Shall we move on to the Packers and Steelers? We shall move on and um, really quick.
0: I feel so bad because he's like really bounced back this year. Poor Zeke. Zeke has looked good this year, man. He has looked really good. And he's wasting his time in New England. But, but, but he's on a one year deal. Teams should look at him. Exactly. But we could use this guy.
1: He's playing for a contract now at this point. So I plus I'll never feel bad for a guy that's making fucking millions of dollars playing football. I don't care if your team shit or not.
0: Yeah, but you know what? Zeke was never an asshole, man. Zeke yeah. never did anything wrong. I
1: don't I, don't, I never, never said it. By the way, everybody fucking hated him. I never hated Zeke. I'm not saying you did, but people look at that's Ohio State Buckeye baby. I love Zeke. Of course you do. But let's move on, Rob. We got the Green Bay Packers coming in to. uh, Well, I don't even know what their new stadiums called, so we're going to call it Heinz Field, the way it should be called. Yes. Pittsburgh Steelers twenty three, Green Bay Packers nineteen. Steelers get another win here. I mean, this team is. In my opinion, a lot shittier than their 6-3 record, but they, for some reason, just find ways to muscle up victories, albeit not a very good Green Bay team, but, hey, at the end of the day, they got the job done.
0: They did, and our good friend Cody Duncan was tweeting out about a Mr. Uh, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett, last five games, 78 of 126 in terms of passing attempts. 813 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, one rushing TD. The Steelers are 4-1 in the span not great offense by any means but at least doesn't turn the ball over. Cody Duncan is just a fucking natural man. This guy is supposed to break down the pirates in the minor league system and he does a great job breaking down football as well.
1: Yep, uh and I mean another pretty uh I mean Kenny Pickett just I don't mean, I guess it's just a classic Kenny Pickett game. 126 yards in the air, 14 for 23, no touchdowns, no turnovers. Uh and again, they uh I think they kicked like fucking five field goals, but they got the job done. Cody's right about
0: this too. This year the Steelers realistically they could be zero and nine, yeah. They're one hundred percent. And do you know why they're six and three? Because their defense, Mike Tomlin.
1: Yeah, the head coach. I mean, Mike Tomlin's got he to be one about of the that. greats. He's got. He's going to go down as one of the greats for sure. Hell
0: yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. He is. But uh, the Green Bay Packers, Packers fans can kind of rejoice because with this being a pretty heavy quarterback draft, I mean. Maybe Penix falls to them. Maybe Bo Nix is available. There's a lot oh, of guys
1: teams. available, man. This Jordan
0: Love—he actually looked a lot better that game, but
1: well, still the two said, picks, though. Yeah, did you say do it like almost do for 250 yards though? But you got to get rid of those interceptions. Once you once you can find, I mean, obviously too, it's his first full season, right? We got to get the time, guy, the time to get adjusted everything. But uh, yeah, if, let's not
0: forget Aaron Rodgers' first full season as i am not saying he's going to be in the next Aaron Rodgers, but the Packers have a history of fucking turning quarterbacks into legends.
1: Yep, they damn right do. Speaking of quarterbacks that are being turned into legends, Robbie, Joshua Dobbs and the Minnesota Vikings get the job done again. Who the fuck saw Josh Dobbs coming in and playing like this? Oh, wow. I, I understand maybe it's it's the, obviously the Minnesota offense is a lot better than the Arizona offense, but Josh Dobbs is legitimately looking like uh, like a starting quarterback in Minnesota.
0: To go to Aaron Rodgers really quick I was talking about his rookie like his like first full season as a starter six and ten 63 completes percentage 28 touchdowns to 13 interceptions so you can be yeah, I mean, yeah
1: not great not great but uh yeah we hope Jordan Love can find a way but uh Josh Dobbs 268 yards throwing 23 for 34 with a throwing touchdown I mean the guy's getting the job done I think we're looking at a playoff team here in Minnesota yeah, I was gonna say, man. Like, I mean, I mean when Kirk Cousins went down, that was everyone was like, oh, this season is done. I don't know. Once you get Jefferson back too, I mean it's if you get a guy like Josh Dobbs that can control the game the way he's been controlling it, I think it's a hundred percent a playoff team we're looking at here.
0: The crazy thing is how much faith he's just been there for fucking little. Like, like a week and, week
1: and, and a half. half. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking
0: the head coach and everyone has faith in him. He, TJ Hawkinson had a career game with fucking Josh Dobbs, dude. It's insane. Zach, yeah. you saw Josh Dobbs as a fucking quarterback. What the fuck has changed?
1: What has I don't know what the fuck happened, but somebody must have given him a pep talk when he landed in Minnesota. Either that or the water in Minnesota must be enriched with some sort of fucking vitamins or something, something Has has just, a switch has gone off in this guy's head, and I think he's realized that this is possibly my last chance to fucking show that I can belong in this league. I mean, if this guy keeps going like this, Robbie, I think he's in for a very nice pay raise in his next contract.
0: Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll be talking about potential starting
1: quarterback. Yeah. I mean, which at the beginning of the season, he was Think about this. He was essentially the Browns third string quarterback last year. Yeah, Unbelievable. Uh, speaking of the Browns, their division rival, Cincinnati Bengals hosted the Houston Texans this Sunday with a absolute shocking defeat. CJ Stroud takes down Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals 30 to 27 with a last second field goal to win the game. Robbie, I'm going to say it and I'm going to say it loud and proud. CJ Stroud top five quarterback in the NFL right now. He's a top five quarterback. Playing football right now. I think he is a top five fucking quarterback.
0: So I'm going to go through a list of quarterbacks here. You tell me if he's better than
1: them. I'm saying, but the, I'm just going to be going for like the, how they're playing this season. Okay. Huh? Yeah. Mahomes. So far he's better than Mahomes this season. He's playing better Joe than Burrow. Patrick Mahomes this season. Joe Burrow playing better than Joe Burrow this season. I'm not saying he's a better quarterback, but he's outperforming Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow so far.
0: But like when we say top five quarterback, we're, if you're going to say off of the numbers, that's different.
1: Well, I, I mean like top five quarterback this season, showing like if we're if we're yeah, obviously, okay, if you're gonna name the best quarterbacks, and yeah, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes would definitely be ahead of him. Um I think you'd probably have to put a guy like Josh Allen. Actually, I don't know if you put Josh Allen ahead of him for the way Josh Allen's been declining. How about and,
0: Sam Howell? How about Sam Howell?
1: Well, I guess statistically, yeah, but I would still take I still say CJ Stroud is doing better than Sam Howell.
0: Yeah, so I would too, but I'm that, that's what I mean. Is that I can't I I'm not i am not going to go in that same I'm not going to go with you on that because CJ Stroud has impressed one thousand percent. He is going to be the rookie of the year, well deserved. And hell, I mean, he might get some MVP votes because he's just been that damn. I was good. just going to say, I think How he's in the ever. contention
1: for for MVP right now.
0: However, I'm not going to come out here and say CJ Stroud is better than Burrow, Hurts, Mahomes. Right after that, I mean, it's all a fair game. Could it be yeah. better than Lamar? Could it be better than Josh Allen? Could he be better than, uh, let me out here, Zachary. let me out here.
1: Justin Herbert.
0: Herbert. Yep. Thank you. Uh, could he be better? Than, Gino's done pretty good this year, believe it or not.
1: It, it is. Argue, okay. Know? I mean, uh, top three, no, for sure. But I, I think it's definitely arguable that you can throw him into a top five conversation with how he's been playing this year. I mean, top 10 is obviously a guarantee that that, that is already solidified. I in my that. opinion. Top
0: 10 this year. CJ Stroud has been absolute lock of top 10, but top five is hard to say. Isaiah, yeah, baby, welcome. Zay, Zay. Oh, hold welcome on, hold on hold, on, hold on, hold on. Ready for this? Isaiah, who's better, Dak Prescott or CJ Stroud?
1: Actually, well, the way Dak Prescott played yesterday, I mean, he's uh, he's had himself a very good last few weeks, they both Mr. Prescott. Have played good the last few weeks. But yes, Houston Texans get it done. That, Robbie, I'm telling you right now, if this division keeps going like this, I think the Cincinnati Bengals could be looking back at this loss as one that made them miss the playoffs.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, Zach. The uh, the last drive there by the Bengals was kicked off by a huge 65-yard reception by Tyler Boyd. Joe Burrow puts it right in his pocket. And, and he, he drops
1: it. Yeah, I couldn't ball, believe it.
0: Going for the field goal to tie the game, and CJ Stroud led the team down the field and ultimately won the game. Now, Zachary, I know we got to go through all the games, but the NFL had a Uh, career high in general of five game winning field goals on one Sunday. Now, my question to you, can you name all five games in which the teams won by the game winning field goal?
1: Hey, well, I know the Browns did. I know the Bengals did. It's two. Um, I actually don't honestly, besides those two, I'm really not too sure. You have to
0: fucking just like, think about it, bro. Come on,
1: man. Was the, was the Seahawks one? The Seahawks, I believe. I know what? that was a three-point yes. game. So okay, yes, Seahawks. Yep. What about the uh, the Lions? Bob saying the yep. Lions. That's four. That's four. One <laughs> What more. about the Cardinals?
0: That's five. Let's uh, go! Yeah! Oh! Come oh! on, you got to use your brain and think about it, man. Oh! So,
1: all right. I wouldn't have got the Lions to be honest with you, because that that was a fucking shootout that game. By the way.
0: That was that was a hell of a game. But
1: let's let's um, keep moving on here. Are you actually you got some more you want to say about uh, Houston Texans and Cincinnati, Mister Robert?
0: Um, I I think we saw <laughs> T Higgins probably plays a big difference in that game, man.
1: Well, he I don't think play. T Higgins is going to drop that pass at the end of the game. I mean, that, no, that, I don't That's think. that's a pass boys going to catch nine times out of ten.
0: Yeah, and T Higgins is going to be nine and a half out of ten. Tomorrow's ten out of ten.
1: Yep. Terrible, terrible drop, Um, but I'm happy with it. I'm happy to see the Bengals now go to, I believe that's five losses on the season for them. Is that my correct about that? Is that five? No, it is their fourth loss. Five and season. four, yeah. And, dude, this division is, is tighter than a nun right now. We got the Baltimore seven and three, Pittsburgh and Cleveland both at six and three, and Cincy right there at five and four. So very, very interesting what's going to happen here.
0: Think a, you think a former Colliers is probably kicking his feet like a little temper tantrum?
1: Who is, oh, <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> right. moving on, Robbie. <laughs> in Will Levis's second career start, I think it's the second career start, right? Yeah, in his second career start, quick. he has now not looked too good in both of his back to back career starts, Robbie. He looks fantastic coming in, in relief of an injured Ryan Tannehill. But Will Levis puts up an abysmal six points against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield takes down Will Levis. 20 Buccaneers, six Tennessee Titans.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. I'm not going to say I'm going to give up on Will Leveson or I'm not going to say. No. uh, The Buccaneers came in with a great strategy. And when you have 370 pounds of Vita Vea in the front line, I don't care if you're Derrick Henry. Good fucking
1: luck. They shut
0: down the running game and it led to the demise for the Titans. And Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans capitalized
1: uh okay uh but another thing too did you see mike evans in that game did you
0: hear what mike evans said after the game no good thing you said it after win because if you said it after a loss you'd be getting fucking shelled apart and you would have heard it he said i got a little too cocky with myself and before i could pull in the touchdown i was trying to think what fan i was going to hand the football off to
1: yeah actually i did hear that <laughs> well obviously he's not going to say that after a loss he can joke around after a win with something like that but um, terrible drop in his part. He's going to have to get those fucking balls down. But, yeah, Tampa Bay Buccaneers get the job done. Moving on to the next game, Robbie. We have a team that I would say is back in full effect. San Francisco 49ers come into Jacksonville and lay a fucking beat down on Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. 34 San Fran, 3 where the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence looked horrific, but in his defense, really did not have a fucking second to even do anything out there. Dude. Dude. They were down his throat all all day long. The Niners
0: need to go to church every Saturday afternoon and pray for the safety of Nick Bosa and Chase Young. The fact that the NFL allowed this to go through folks if the forty have a quarterback this year and they meet the Eagles in the NFC Championship game or whoever it may be, the Eagles are going
1: down. That, that the, the amount of pressure that those they, guys can put on I a quarterback don't care within how the good snap of your fingers.
0: Line. I don't care how good that Eagles offensive line is. Good luck. Because you if you're going to double team fucking Nick Bosa, then it's going to lead Chase Young plenty of time. Vice versa. they For fucking toying around with the Jaguars yesterday. Travis Etienne, who's been one of the best running backs of football this year, couldn't get nothing going. Not a goddamn thing. Nada. Nada. Credit to the 49ers who went on a three-game losing streak prior to this and laid their dick all over the Jacksonville Jaguars. And before that, before we end this off, Zachary. Yeah. I said it before I will continue to say it. It doesn't mean he's the best player on offense. But Debo, Debo Samuel, Samuel is the most important player on that offense, and it showed. It showed. Everyone had re- fucking—Brandon Ayuk looked incredible. George Kittle had major, massive plays. And the only thing that you can look at and say, damn, it's over, Christian McCaffrey's touchdown streak ends, I believe, 16. Yep,
1: 18. 18. Incredible. 18 and, games in a row. You got a touchdown. and it, it, It's Samuel, funny because so important to that win. Y- you see a game 34 to three and you're like, oh my God, of course, McCaffrey would get a touchdown in a 34, three game. Nope. Unable to find the end zone for the first time in 18 games or I guess 19 games technically, which is just absolutely fucking incredible. So San Francisco 34 Jacksonville Jaguars three Robbie in what was probably besides, in my opinion, the Browns and Ravens game because that was my game of the week for sure another very arguable game of the week the Detroit Lions versus the LA Chargers Chargers look like they were getting a bit of a pound job early on in this one but they find a way to come back and make it very very close Detroit Lions win as we said before on a last second field goal take this game 41 to 38. the Chargers man it just seems like they're right there in a lot of these games they just cannot find a way to get that W and these they're more a losses head
0: coach away bro they're a head coach away man really
1: because if you look at this team, man, this team on paper is fucking stacked. So yeah, you got fuck a, yeah, it is. You got fuck one of the best running backs, one of the best quarterbacks, and one of the best wide receivers all on your team. I mean, did Keenan Allen get her last game though? I, I saw him limping off. He limped off, but he went back in. Keenan Allen did return. And uh, he yeah, had- but game. If
0: you got Keenan Allen in you know mid rounds for your fantasy football drafts, congratulations. I did in like two or three leagues. Congratulations, because this dude is just fucking going bananas.
1: I thought, I thought the Chargers were going to have them. I thought they had all the momentum in that second half. They were fucking just, just driving. This is the one problem I find with this Detroit team this year, Robbie. Their offense is fantastic. Their defense looked really good this first half of this season, but last fucking even five, six weeks, man, it has not looked very good.
0: No, and I think we knew the powerhouse for this Lions team was going to be their offense, and their defense, like you said, looked good from the start, but they made a mistake by not going out and getting another edge rusher to help out Aiden Hutchinson. I've, you know they 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 had a lot of options out there available and they didn't pull the trigger. So um, they used the first round pick on Jameer Gibbs. He's been inconsistent, although there's been like great games, bad games. Yeah, last right couple of weeks though. he's
1: looked pretty good. But yeah, other than that, it has been a very fucking up down, up down, up down season for right. him, so.
0: I mean, you had a chance to get Christian. I mean, who knows what would happen? But you had a chance to get Christian Gonzalez. You passed up on him for Jameer Gibbs.
1: Yep, they do get the job done, but I mean, this defense would worry me in the playoff implications yeah, if I was the a... The Chargers
0: have a good defense too, man. Derwin yeah. James, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mackin. Man, I don't I don't get it. I really don't.
1: Yeah, it is a little bit funky. It is definitely a little bit funky. Um, but they have find... funky music, white boy. They do find a way to get the job done, and Robbie, we are going to move on to this next game here. Uh, we had the return of Kyler Murray And not only the return of Kyler Murray, we had the motherfucking return of Kyler Murray. I did not expect him to look this fucking good after not playing for like a year.
0: Let's be honest. Why did everybody write off Kyler Murray?
1: I mean, his mobility is insane, man.
0: It might be the best in the league, to be honest.
1: For mobility, I think I might have to agree with you. Yeah. It's just like... you. To do that scramble play there at the end. What was that? A third? Was that a fourth down play when he got that? I, four, remember. Was
0: like a, I, I don't remember.
1: It was a fourth and 10 or a three or third and 10. And he, I think it was a fourth and 10 because I remember the game was on the line uh, and fucking, he gets the ball snap immediately. The pass rushers almost get to him. He's able to flank away. He runs probably a good 10 yards back towards his end zone and then to the complete opposite side of the field and then runs another 20 yards up the field, gaining the first down. Ryan, in case
0: you didn't hit that order button yet, I'm going to give you a Taco Bell hack since he said he's ordering the whole menu. Here's a Taco Bell hack for you. Either the grilled cheese burrito or the beefy melt burrito. Add nacho fries. Fire.
1: There you go. There you go. Arizona Cardinals 25, Atlanta Falcons 23. Taylor Heineke did, in fact, go down with an injury in this game, so we'll have to see uh, what happens with him. Uh, but either way, Falcons, I mean, with whether it's Heineke, whether it's Desmond Ritter, it's gonna be a tough season for you guys here going on forward. I think your uh I think your wins are gonna come seldomly. To yeah. say it nicely. To say it nice. And I also think uh Arthur Smith, I think he might be a, a bit on the hot seat here, Robbie.
0: I, I think that's fair to say, but at the same time, I mean Arthur Smith hasn't had a chance to really have his quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't rate up Arthur Smith yet, let's see what this guy could do if we could get a chance to draft a quarterback in the draft.
1: Well, they might have a pretty high pick here, Robbie. Uh, We got a few more games to go over here, folks. Uh, Next one on the list, Seattle Seahawks welcoming the Washington Commanders into Seattle. Uh, Very close game, Sam Howell, another good one. But at the end of the day, Geno Smith and the Seahawks are able to take them down with yet another last-second field goal. Seahawks 29, Commanders 26. You would think... With the commanders
0: moving on from Chase Young and Montez Sweat that, you know, you would think that they basically fucking roll over and fucking die. I mean, they had an incredible win against the Patriots. Let's call it as it is. But this performance was even better than it was against the Patriots. It's not for Sam Howell to go to Seattle in that environment. Yeah, I yeah. get that he's played in loud environments in like Virginia Tech and college football, but Seattle in the NFL it's hard, man. Hostile. It's hard. And you don't get to even... hear the talkies in your helmet. You got to be picture perfect.
1: And not even just a go there, man. The guy 312 yards, three touchdowns, 29 for 44. The guy had a fucking game. He balled out.
0: Let's be honest here. I don't know. You can't give Sam Howell all this credit. You got to put a lot of credit to Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator. You have to. Yeah, Eric comes over from Kansas City and he, whatever they you know he invested into Sam Hall to make him look this good, it's a combination here. Well, and so this is, let's say they move on from Ron Rivera, you need to put him as the head coach
1: immediately. Uh, th- and that was a big risk for him, I think, to leave Kansas City to come to a team like Washington. Yeah. Go go Washington. Just to show, like, hey, yeah, this was. is this is what I understand. I had Patrick Mahomes, I have Travis Kelsey, I had Tyreek Hill at one point. I understand. But I can do it with a guy like fucking Sam Howell. And name fucking- a wide
0: receiver on Washington outside of Terry McLaurin.
1: Uh, Chris, Chris and Samuel. What's his name? Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel. Samuel. Son that of was a bitch. I'm
0: surprised he didn't go with Johan Dotson or Logan Thomas, the tight end. Well, but they go to the show, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't have the fucking weapons uh-huh. like Kansas City.
1: No, not at all. Not at all. But I mean, he has proven that, uh, Maybe he was a big part of why that offense looks so good. I'm not saying Kansas City's offense doesn't look good, but I feel like it's taken a big step back. And Washington, uh, they has don't have a skyrocketed.
0: They don't have wide receiver to help
1: them worth nothing. They didn't really have a wide receiver last year though either.
0: Yeah, but the the Juju Juju was the Robin to Travis Kelsey. You know how Juju is as a Robin. He can't be a Batman. He's a good Robin.
1: Well, it's going to show in New England. Yeah, that he sucks. Anyways, Robbie, moving on. Bob, this was a big birthday beatdown for you, my friend. Dallas Cowboys 49, Tommy fucking DeVito, and the New York it? Giants 17. Uh, Dak Prescott just was out of his mind today. I mean, just hey. obliterating this Giants defense
0: yesterday.
1: Oh, sorry, yesterday. Yep. Oh, my bad. Uh, 404 yards, four touchdowns, did have the quintessential Dak Prescott interception, but we can brush that one under the rug for the game we played. Uh, and Tommy DeVito still yet to throw for triple-digit yards in a game. He caps off this one with 88, 86, you know, rather.
0: Um, this is where I miss Caleb because I understand, you know, the Giants are completely derailed with injuries, but, I mean, the Giants, Giants fans listen here closely and listen good. Bam. You will not be able to talk any shit about the Cowboys or the fans. You just can't.
1: Yeah. Okay? you
0: When you see a friend that's a Cowboys fan, or when you look at the Cowboys, that week in preparation for them, you will not refer to them as the Cowboys. You will not refer to their fans as Cowboys fans. You will refer to them from this point forward as your daddy. Oh, wow. Because the Cowboys have bent you over. They've been I can't find my belt. They bent you over and they slapped you right in the ass with the belt because you've been a naughty, naughty person. I'm not gonna say boy. That's really weird. Naughty person.
1: Yeah, the cowboys have really um had their way. I mean
0: I put it as my mortal lock and I forgot to uh, put the fucking money down.
1: I started off with putting it as my mortal lock, and then you kind of looked at me a little bit like I was crazy for a second, and then you thought about it for a half a second. You said Oh my God. Yeah, no, this is a mortal lock. I mean, what was it? Minus 17?
0: They, they got outscored this year by the Cowboys, I believe, 89 to 16.
1: Well, that's impossible because they got 17 points last game, but.
0: Who? Oh, the Giants got 17 yeah. points? <laughs> I thought they had 16. I think they got so shut out. Fucking... Who gives a fuck? Yeah, yeah they, they lost 40, nothing.
1: Fucking yeah. putts. They got plump, just absolutely pummeled. Um uh, at me they... like that. Dallas Cowboys looking good. Uh, Offense is clicking. Defense is clicking. Let's see what happens. I want to look up the scores
0: from last year, too, dude. I want to look up the scores from last year because I know there was... I'm pretty sure they got fucking butt-fucked by the Cowboys last year
1: as well. Well, I would understand. The Giants have not been a very good team these last five, six years. I know they made the playoffs last year, but we can both agree that was pretty fucking lucky.
0: 2022. Let's see. Okay, so the Giants lost... No, there's no way, because when they play them Thanksgiving, they got fucking butt-fucked. 2021? I guess not. Yeah, they, they have games. Yeah, closer games. The Giants actually won in uh, January 3rd, 2021. I believe that was the COVID year.
1: Don't know, don't care. Well, they have been getting fucked up with the Cowboys this year, Robbie, and we have one more game to talk about here, folks, Before we move on to a new sport of our liking here, ladies and gentlemen. That is the Zach Wilson New York Jets against the Aiden O'Connell Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Didn't get to watch too much of this game. And judging by what I was seeing on Twitter, doesn't look like I missed too much. Uh, Raiders do take down the Jets 16 to 12. The one play that I did see from this game on Twitter was the Hail Mary throw from Zach Wilson. The one thing you can't say, talk shit about Zach Wilson is his fucking arm. The guy has a, the guy can throw a football fucking 60 yards, 60. I mean, the guy's got an arm on him uh, and he pretty much put that rate right, rate right in Garrett Wilson's breadbasket. Uh, and I believe it was the tight end or another wide receiver from the jets that actually jumped in front of it and knocked it down literally as it was going into his hands to win the game. So tough break for the jets. Uh, now, Robbie, I got to ask you a question about this here. So Aaron Rodgers is projected to come back second week in December or sometime in December. They're saying this possibility he can come back. Do you even do you get him to come back if these Jets aren't even near a playoff position? I mean, if they're
0: not near a playoff position,
1: then no. I yeah. mean, there's no play. The way it's going now is Zach Wilson. They're not going to be in a playoff position, which is a darn shame because they have the roster to compete.
0: Since Ryan gave us 100 uh, bits again, let's take this moment and stop to pray for his calling for Taco Bell. Dear Lord, we pray that you take good Thank care you, of our friend Ryan, who continuously gives us bits. For no reason. We ask you that you bless him with this taco bell and less time in the
1: toilet. We
0: ask you this, our father. Amen.
1: Amen. All right. Well, there we That's go. Pretty
0: good prayer right there. That was pretty good prayer, right?
1: Yeah, it wasn't too shabby.
0: Um, let me let me break this down with the Jets here. Um, they had their chances in the first half. Zach Wilson had an incredible scramble on third down reach for the end zone, initial calls a touchdown. His foot just barely touched the line, and it was uh, deemed that he was out of bounds at the three. Next play, Brees Hall gets the ball, goes in for a touchdown. Good. Flag on the play, holding. It's these little things that just like, the like how undisciplined this Jets team has been, has been their demise, the reason why they've been losing football games. You know, Zach Wilson has to do just, just enough to get these guys by. I think we know this. So the team collect and, and there was a rough in the passer on the Raiders final drive that led him to a field goal. Think about it. That field goal right there. We're talking about overtime and who knows what happens in overtime because the Raiders won by a field goal. Yep. So Robert Sala, I'm on his side. I don't think he should be fired, but you got to make your team more disciplined, man. And, and honestly, how much more of Zach Wilson do we need to watch?
1: I can't believe they're still riding. Like, I don't know who the backup is there, but I mean, at some point, you just got to try something new. Like, it's clearly not fucking working. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yo, tell me you saw the comments. Please tell me you saw the
1: comments. I'm looking at it right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I do drink water, fat boy, Bob says back. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, these comments are
0: fucking out of control. Um, Holy shit, that was fucking great. Um, Jets fans got to be looking at this and saying, fuck you, Joe Douglas, fuck you, Robert Sala, fuck you, Woody Johnson, whoever's responsible. Because the second Aaron Rodgers went down, you had a lot of options. You could have tried to trade for Kirk Cousins at the time before he tore his Achilles, Matthew Stafford before he got hurt, Josh Dobbs, um, uh, fucking Uh, Jacoby Brissett's another one you could have tried trading for. Carson Wentz was calling you. Cam Newton's available.
1: I believe Carson Wentz actually called twice.
0: Yeah, and you're sticking for some reason. But Zach Wilson, you know how naive they are? I mean, think about it, Zach. The 49ers, how quick do they move on from Trey Lance? Like, you know what? We got this wrong. We're not fucking waiting anymore.
1: Well, and the Jets have already done this before, too. They moved on from Sam Darnold pretty quick. It's like, I don't know why they're just grasping on to Zach Wilson like something's going to happen here with them. We've seen enough. He is shit. It's not good.
0: And they're acting like Aaron Rodgers is going to have this big influence that's going to turn around his career. Do we ever see that? Like, when's the last time we ever saw a rookie quarterback that failed in the first year? Gets replaced by a quarterback, and it's all of a sudden, you know, uh, the second coming of Jesus Christ. It's not possible.
1: Yeah, he it just doesn't
0: happen. Not capable of being an NFL quarterback, he has the skills. He does. Ironically, he has the skills, but come game day, it doesn't match. Do you know that Zach Wilson has passed the ball? I believe. Let's be safe and say over eight hundred times. How many touchdowns do you think he has in his career? Twenty one. Close, 20.
1: Oh, damn.
0: That's fucking terrible. And by the way, I believe it's their touchdown percentage in the red zone is the lowest it's ever been since the 70s. That's
1: pretty bad. That is, uh, that is not the stat you would like to be a part of right there. It's just yeah it's just, uh, the Zach Wilson experiment it, it it should be long done here it should be long down here, but it's, if for some reason, I don't see it. I think he's going to be the quarterback for them for this season. So it we has, can just have
0: to too late now. Like, I don't want to hear this. Like I know Josh Dobbs did it after a couple days, but let's be honest here. It's not like Josh Dobbs was the backup quarterback for an extended period of time and just like found lightning out of the bottle. He had some games. He had some pretty good games. He had a good game against the giants early on. He had a good game against the Cowboys, which resulted in a win. Zach Wilson hasn't had a good game at all. Zach Wilson lost to the Patriots. And granted, the yeah. Patriots did have Gonzalez and Judon. However, you lost to the Patriots.
1: Yeah, which is uh, embarrassing because they fucking suck. They
0: do. Uh, credit to the Raiders, though. And O'Connell's finding ways to win games, this team believes in Antonio Pierce and, and- – Let's see what they do. Are they going to keep him over as the head coach, like they had the chance with Rich Passaccia after John Gruden? They elected not to. I would say the team believed in Rich Passaccia before he brought in Josh McDaniels. If this team believes in Antonio Pierce, what's so hard to say? You know what? Let's stick with it. Let's Ben's not lament. bring in the name. Yeah, let's not bring in a name that's available.
1: It, it, I mean, it looks like Belcher. the team is enjoying the plans. If
0: Beltricks available, you don't bring him in. You stick with Antonio Pierce if this team believes in him.
1: Well, it's only been two games, but so far, so good, Robbie. And that right there, folks, is the Sunday football review. NFL review. Shall
0: we go into NCAA?
1: You know what? You have all the NCAA stuff, Robbie. So get in there. We have some NCAA. We have some NHL. We have some NBA. We have a little bit of UFC. We do we have better...
0: some NBA because we got some awards to yeah. go through. We better get cooking here, sister. Let's go through all these things in college. I sent it to you. Okay. Well, you know how much I believe in Deion Sanders. You know how much I love Deion Sanders for college football and just him overall.
1: They're not going to be eligible for a bowl game. I'm saying that right now.
0: But it's another week. It's another loss as Colorado goes down. Um, let me see if I can get the scores without the fucking
1: The team that had like, I mean, it was just so exciting. They have really just fucking jumped off a cliff. Yes, they have yes they have. Oh, uh, well, we, we said up we said early on Robbie that we knew their defense was going to be a, tr- a problem. Uh and it's showing week in week out that this defense is just not built to compete with any of the big dogs in the NCAA. They Stupid. end up
0: losing this game Colorado 34 to 31 at home against Arizona. Uh like you said, it's a defense, but here's what I want to say Zach. Let's not like they brought in a couple guys. They brought Shadir Sanders, they I believe they brought another Sanders is on the team Travis Hunter, but the team that Dion's working with is the team that had one total. Yeah. One. So when you have all these celebrities coming out to Colorado watch these games, I don't think it's caving under Steer Travis Hunter. I don't think it's but like these kids last year who the stadium was barely able to. I didn't even think they were get fifty percent capacity to no, full yeah. capacity. It's a whole new thing. So. You have Deion next year, maybe the year after that. But I have no doubt in my mind that Deion Sanders will turn around this Colorado team at some point.
1: Hey, well, it's not going to be this year. It might not even be next year, but, I mean, it, obviously, who knows how long Deion's going to be a coach there for. It seems like Dion's the type of guy that you know, he was uh, did the barstool thing for a little bit. Then when he coached I a mean, job, maybe he's a guy that's going to flip-flop around a little bit. But if he can find a home here uh, in Colorado, I, I think we're talking in the next five years, this could be a powerhouse um, college collegiate program for people to come play football.
0: I agree. I mean, they lost to number twenty-one Arizona. Prior that, they lost to number sixteen Oregon State. Prior to that, they lost to number twenty-three UCLA. At the and that's time, another but-
1: thing too. I mean, they have had a fucking pretty hard schedule, man. They faced a lot of really good teams this year.
0: Yes, they have. And then the other game they lost. I think it all started in week eight. I believe week eight was Stanford is when it all started.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When they had the big lead against Stanford going into the half.
0: It was either week eight or week seven, because I don't see him here in week eight. So it's probably week seven. Hold on. Let's see. Let's go to week seven. because I didn't see them for week eight. So that was probably there by week eight. And I believe they played on a Friday that week. Correct?
1: Okay, i could yes. not... it
0: all start. It's all started. Stanford, Stanford, UCLA, Oregon State, and Arizona. And into heading into week 12, Colorado, as soon as it loads, will be facing Washington State. Washington State is favored by four and a half. Another Washington.
1: good team, man. Another good team. And I think I think to become bowl eligible, you have to win six games. I think you have to go 500, I believe. Um, I UConn was in 500 last year. Good question. So I think they have to get up to six wins, and I just don't see that happening. Um, I just do not see that happening. Disappointing end of the season for how much promise they had to start off the uh, first three, four weeks. But uh, hey, I think Colorado is exactly where they're supposed to be.
0: Okay, what else we got here? Here we go. Snapchat. Well, I
1: know Michigan, a big W against Penn State, Uh, and I know a lot of people now are calling for the head coach of Penn State to be shipped off, canned. I don't know if that's necessarily fair because, I mean, it's. Oh, yeah, yes, he-
0: it is. I got to find the fucking numbers. Yes, it is.
1: You think it's time for him to be departed?
0: Bro, you got to listen to these numbers if I can fucking find it. I got to find out what the fuck his name is, first of all. And I got to go through all my likes of a topic that's going to be talked about in a little bit. Well, here we go. Here we go. James Franklin, the head coach for Penn State. He is a career one win and nine losses against two, Zachary.
1: Sorry, what'd you say? <laughs> I was reading the comments. <laughs> the
0: head coach James Franklin,
1: yeah, is one in nine against who? Uh, Big Ten teams. Yep. What a guess! Wow, that's horrible. no, no,
0: no. It, it is a Big Ten team. It is a Big Ten team.
1: Oh, Ohio State.
0: The Ohio State. He is yeah. one in nine in his career. He is three and seven against Michigan. He is twelve and twenty-five against top twenty-five ranked teams, and he is three and seventeen against top ten ranked teams. It's time to go.
1: Yeah, you got. I, I didn't know those were the stats. You got. You got to try something different. That's if, fucking if,
0: atrocious, bro. You're not
1: getting the job done against the big teams, against the big boys. You don't deserve to be playing with the big boys. And there yeah. was another one. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, we knew that their college playoff hopes were done anyways, but now they are just. Now they're buried six feet under. They are officially dead.
0: They're always coming in with expectations, but I'm sorry, Erisage, Joe Paterno, you know, it all ended. They've been far from the history that they have with Mr. Paterno far from it.
1: Yeah. It has not, uh, has not worked out too well for Penn state
0: No, And they got to find a solution very soon.
1: Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you hundred percent.
0: Okay. We got this to also
1: shit. You've swapped my decision.
0: Glad to hear that. I'm glad I convinced you.
1: Might say
0: more influenced. We have a firing in NCAA football. Could you guess who it is, Zachary?
1: Ah, you sent me the name. But what do I think it was Jimbo Fisher?
0: Jimbo Fisher. Bam. Has been fired by Texas A&M. And I go to news here on ESPN. And it says, athletic director says Jimbo Fisher fired because Aggies, quote, Stuck in neutral. They never made it going even more.
1: Uh, now- which, I mean, he's a hundred percent correct. That has been one of the most. I, I hate this term "mid" because I feel like that's just what these fucking little punk kids are saying nowadays. But that is one of the most mid teams I've ever seen in my entire life. They're just they're always. It seems just like a five hundred team, maybe a few bit more wins over five hundred. But again, another team that can never get over the hump and beat a good team like Alabama or, or, uh, or like a team like Texas or Tennessee. You know, so I, I can agree with that fire in there. Uh, and that's a, is that a Nick Saban protege?
0: I don't believe so. He had great successful Florida state with James Winston.
1: Here we go. Well,
0: to so listen to the sack. Are you ready? Yeah. Got to bear with me. I got to read this portion. A good part of the article here. This is off at of ESPN by Pete Thamel. Texas a Texas AM fire coach, Jimbo Fisher on Sunday morning, a move that resets the pair uh I'm gonna say that word for coaching buyouts and opens up one of the country's most tant- uh tantalizing jobs. Why is this guy all right, Pete? Let's start with the fucking big words here, okay? What was Jesus the first
1: God. one? Paradigm or paradox? Paradigm. Yeah.
0: Why is it spell like that?
1: <laughs> were you hey, if, say it, if
0: we're gonna say no, <laughs> if it's supposed to be paradigm, it should be P A R D I M E. Paradigm. Am I wrong?
1: Well, that's I mean, I'm not fucking making the spelling up
0: either. The move is expected to cost the school more than $76 million to buy out Fisher's deal, which is nearly triple the highest known coaching contracts buyout at a public school. According to the terms of the contract, Texas A&M will owe Jimbo Fisher $19.2 million within 60 days and then pay oh him seven point two annually through 2031. There is no offset or mitigation on those payments, and the annual payments start at 120 days after termination. Quote, after very careful analysts of all the components relate to Texas A&M football, I recommend to President Mark Welsh and then Chancellor John Sharp that a changing leadership of the program is necessary in order for Aggie football to reach our full potential, and they accepted my decision. We appreciate Coach Fisher's time here at Texas A&M, and wish him the best in his future endeavors. Jimbo Fisher was 45 and 25 in six seasons at uh, Texas A&M. He then signed a 10-year contract with $95 million guaranteed.
1: That's a lot of kind.
0: 21, the deal was given in part because of the potential at the time of Fisher leaving for LSU. The move comes in the wake of Texas A&M Winning 51-10 to 10 against Mississippi State on Saturday. Ironically, Mississippi Mississippi State's coach got fired as well.
1: The double fire. They should have just swapped them. They said, yeah, we'll take yours. You take ours.
0: So Jimbo Fisher is going to get paid 7.2. Let's just talk about the annual salary.
1: That's ridiculous. I mean, I, if I were him, I'd be fucking ecstatic.
0: 24, 20, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30,
1: 31. So eight years of getting $7.2 million That's a year. That's
0: mathematically add this up here. And I'm sure he's going to make even more money because there's no state income tax out of Texas. 7.2 times 8. Before whatever taxes need to get taken
1: out. Hold on. Let me do see if I can do this math. 7.2 times 8. So we got ourselves 56 plus we got ourselves Just, just give me it. I'm fucking up here. It's going to be like 50 7.6 7.6 or something, or 57.4.
0: You probably right 57.6. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's my Holy math right there. Shit.
0: Yeah. Wow. You're on
1: a roll today, bro. It's called being an electrician. I got to do those number maths, fucking the top shit? of the skull.
0: Oh, no, you didn't. You fucking liar. You saw Dad's
1: comment. I, I you. know. I swear to God, you can ask Bob. I said 57.6 literally as that was coming up there. Pause. It's actually really not that hard to do. You do 8 times 8, then you minus 8, which gives you 56. And then you got uh, 0.2 times fucking 8. My brain hurts. Which is 1.6. My brain hurts. Thank you, Bob. He didn't. Uh, But, yeah, that's a big firing right there. That's a fucking lot of money to get for not coaching a team. So, hey, Jimbo Fisher, fucking right on, dude. Right on. I would take that job in a second. What else you got for NCAA, Mr. Robert?
0: Uh, um. Oh, here it is. I got to get his name before I uh, talk about this topic here because I don't want to be rude. His name shall be mentioned for what he has done because he has made history. No other college quarterback has done what this young man from LSU has done. And that would be the quarterback by the name of... Jaden Daniels is the first quarterback in college football history to throw for over 350 passing yards in a game and also rush for over 225. And when I saw that, I was like, wow, Wait, we've had Michael Vick. We've had Lamar Jackson. We've had Tim Tebow. We've had Kyler Murray. We've had Jalen hurts. We've had Vince young. None of them ever did it.
1: Jaden Daniels has. Do you want to hear a crazy Jaden Daniels stat? Yes. Not only crazy, this is more of a Jaden Daniels for Heisman stat. Going into that game, Robbie, before the first snap, he was a plus 2,000. At halftime, he went up to a plus 900. After the game, he now sits at plus 500 to win the Heisman. He went up by plus, or went down, By minus 1,500. That's how much he jumped just from that one game performance. And I'll tell you right now, at plus 500, that is juicy right there to throw some numbers down on him. Because I think after that performance, I think he's the Heisman favorite. The guy's been unreal all year. So, I mean, it's close. So there's a lot of good quarterbacks that uh, that could win this year. And I actually, if Marvin Harrison Jr. keeps playing the way he's playing, we could possibly see a wide receiver win the Heisman Trophy this year. We could. I can't tell you last time that, that happened. Fuck. You're yeah, you're telling me I could not even I'm me. Google it right now. Yeah, Google that fucker. I'm gonna, fucker I'm gonna uh, take a
0: guess though before it's gotta be someone like generational. Someone that got taken very early in the first round.
1: I'm gonna say Jerry Rice.
0: I don't know if it's that far back though, because if you're gonna go Jerry Rice, then I would go Randy Moss before that. So I don't know if that's necessarily true. I don't know if I can I won't be able to you, guess. you it. keep
1: thinking, I'm gonna search it up right now.
0: No, I, I got I'm looking it up, bitch. Oh.
1: Only one player has won it. Hold on, let me just make sure I saw that. Oh twice.
0: Three wide receivers have won the Heisman Award. In nineteen eighty seven, Tim Brown. In nineteen ninety one. Did you see the answers or no? No, no. In 1991, Desmond Howard in 2020. Oh. Who? I'll give you the university he went to. Let's see if you can get it.
1: Oh, God. Okay.
0: Alabama.
1: Devonta Smith.
0: Devontae Smith was the he last. He fucking
1: Heisman. won the Heisman, really? I
0: remember, I remember wow. that. I, I don't remember even that.
1: remember that. Holy shit. I am fu- I feel like I need to have an espresso before every single podcast because I'm fucking tuned between the ears right now.
0: Well, you probably jerked it, too, so it definitely helps, too. You're loose. Jesus
1: Christ, Robbie. Of course I fucking jerked it.
0: <laughs> anyway, so that breaks down our college football. Uh, college basketball. I got to see the UConn Huskies unfailed their banner at the XL Center. Packed house. Packed house. It was an awesome atmosphere. And they butt-fucked Stony Hill. First time I ever seen UConn score over 100 points in a college basketball game. Great game.
1: Good game to be at right there. And college basketball is now in full swing here, folks. We will be having a lot more, whew, a lot more to talk about with it as it gets deeper on in the season and as we have... Less and less football to talk about, guys. Oh, we,
0: oh! the AP oh. pool came up for college basketball. Well, so, not. with Duke losing, they definitely dropped. Holy fucking Santa Claus shit. Here we go. Kansas State's put at number one. Purdue goes up one spot. They now go to number two. Arizona moves up nine spots after take down the Blue Devils. They are number three. Marquette goes up one spot there, number four, followed by the UConn Huskies at number five. Houston at six. Tennessee goes up two spots to number seven. Creighton stays at number eight. Duke drops down from number two to number nine. Damn. drop. Gonzaga, Miami goes up a spot to number 12. Texas A&M goes up two spots to number 13. Arkansas stays put. Baylor goes up five spots to 15. USC goes up five spots to 16. Kentucky goes down a spot. Michigan State goes from number four to number 18. Wow. Texas goes down to 19. North Carolina down to 20. Villanova goes up to spot to 21. Alabama goes up to 22, up two spots. Illinois goes up two spots to 23. James Madison University.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're never heard of them before, but they're having a good sports year because I think their football is pretty good this year, too. And they raped UConn in fucking football.
0: They yeah. are up two spots to 24 in the last one. Colorado to number 25. Memphis was behind a 53 votes, Virginia 49. This team, I think, will be a top 25 seed at some point this year for the first time in a very, very, very long time. St. John's University under Rick Pitino will be a top 25 university. Damn. And out yep. of the rankings, eliminated San Diego State and St. Mary's.
1: And that is that's a, thats probably got to be the first top 20. Well, I guess the second, the first real top 25, right?
0: But I'll tell you what, UConn come December time, barring any upsets, when they face off against teams like North Carolina and Kansas. We'll see what happens.
1: We have to wait and see, Robbie. Um, but I believe I guess that's all for our NCAA football and basketball. Yeah.
0: And the women's, honestly, Zach, I'm not going to lie. Women's hoops might be back for college. Women's hoops is entertaining. The WNBA, I don't know why it just doesn't click like college. And I'm not saying as a biased UConn fan, I mean, you got UConn, you got LSU. Stanford is always good, South Carolina is always good. Caitlin Clark is killing yeah, it.
1: She's she's lighting it up this year.
0: Insane! Like, I don't think I've ever been like that intrigued about women's hoops since UConn went on that crazy streak with Maya Moore, amongst others.
1: I can't I'm say just, I'm watching too much fucking women's basketball. No, film. I
0: know you're not, but I, I've definitely watched a ton of women's hoops back when I was younger, and that probably has to do with you know hanging around with the grandparents. But I think. I think women's hoops might be back.
1: Well, um, he he said it. I didn't, folks, because I think women's hoops is exactly where it should be. Um, Tough to watch. Anyways, guys, uh, Robbie, why don't I purr through some NHL news quick? Because not much happened, but we did, in fact, have a firing in the NHL. And not only do we have a fire, we had some choice words from the superstar of the team where the head coach was fired. If you don't know who I'm talking about, the Edmonton Oilers have fired their head coach, Woodcroft. I believe he was there for a couple years. Uh, from the start, Edmonton had this year. It's really no surprise. I don't know if you can really put the blame on him because the goaltending has been the number one big problem in Edmonton. Me and Robbie have talked about that week in and week out so far. Uh, but they end up firing him uh, and basically... Robbie, there's two things I want to ask if you saw. The first one was, did you see the press conference uh, when it was the president and I believe it was the president and the new head coach or the president and somebody else in the team uh, that were talking. And basically what the president said was that uh, they had extensive conversations with all of the uh, with the veteran players and that this is the decision they made. And then they went to the other guy and the other guy basically said, no, 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 he's 100% wrong. We did not talk to any of these fucking players on this team with the decision oh, being made. No. So, I'm watching this goal, and like you guys would, you would think they'd get on the same page for this black press conference. Obviously not. Uh, and then you have Connor McDavid's comments after basically saying that the the dressing oh, room hadn't given up on Woodcroft yet and that seemed like he was a little bit disappointed in the firing. Uh, but nonetheless, I, I don't, I got to get the new coach's name. I
0: I believe his name is, it may not be Chuck Knoblock, but it is a black, Knobloch because Chuck Knoblock was the second baseman for the New York Kings. <laughs> Let
1: me see here. I sent um, it. To-
0: uh, it is Mr. Edmonton Oilers, Oilers announced say that the head coach Jay Woodcroft oh, yeah. and Chris coach, Knobloch Jackson, have, been, have been relieved of their coaching duties. Hartford Wolfpack head coach Chris Knobloch will assume head coaching duties with the Oilers and will be joined by assistant coach Paul Coffey.
1: So we'll have to see what happens with this team now. I mean, it it really can't get worse for Edmonton to start out the season. They need to get a jump here. McDavid has looked average at best. Dry has looked average. But Bedard's um, been better than McDavid this year, bro. bedard has been the you. best con in the league this year so far. Um, um it, we can actually get re- you know what, we get right into that now too, Rob, because I don't have much more to say about the Oilers, but uh, it, it's gotta be it's gotta get changed here. I can understand why they made the coaching decision. Um Joey! good on them too for doing it right off the bat of the season, too, not letting this go uh, and, and just elongating it more and more. Oh, Joey, thank you very much, you sexy beast. Uh, but the others get rid of Woodcroft and move on here. Uh, speaking of Connor Bedard, uh, as I just said, Connor Bedard, if you would have told me at the start of this season that the best Connor playing in the NHL was not Connor McDavid, the first 12 to 15 games in, I would have said you're out of your goddamn mind. This first overall pick, Connor Bedard, I mean, he looked pretty good in his first couple of games. He has looked not even human the last few games. I'm just youngest player to have a two goal, two assist performance or third youngest player to have a multi goal game or as a multi goal and two assists. I can't remember what it was, but third youngest player to either get a multi goal game or a four point game or maybe it was both. Uh, The guy's been a scoring machine by far the favorite for rookie of the year. I think we could pretty much already wrap that fucking trophy up and give it to him. Uh, and to be doing this on a shitty team like Chicago just just goes to show it just shows you exactly how fucking good this guy is uh just even that goal he had against Florida where I don't know what defense that it was, but he was trying to like protect the puck from him in like kind of going around their circle in the in the Florida zone and Bedard just does a p- quick little stick lift takes the puck right off him and then within a second roofs it top corner short side J- just a goal that even guys in the NHL, can't shoot the puck like that to put that puck in that area with that little space. It's ridiculous what he's doing. And we are looking at a guy that it could be, I mean, easily could go down to the end of his career. If he keeps going like this, one of the greatest hockey players we have ever seen play.
0: I told you what I really like about Connor Bedard is that everyone knows the hype that's been built around this guy. I don't know when's the last time we ever saw hype this big. Maybe it was McDavid. Maybe it was was
1: McDavid for sure.
0: But like the hype is real. And you see people like Mack truck amongst a ton of other people's try to intimidate him, try to roughhouse him and try to get him to just to lash out and he won't do it. He ain't going to back down, but he ain't going to fucking give you what you want. No. And if yeah. he's going to give you son, he's going to give you that work on the ice.
1: Well, he also knows that um, there's not one human being in the NHL that he is going to be in a fight. He is just too small, too weak right now. But, you know, give us some that's time, he he'll love uh... that's what he's got his
0: teammates for stepping up for him.
1: Yeah, That's why you got a guy like Felino on that team. He'll fucking that's
0: that guy who's been right there from every step of the way. Yep. I uh-huh. I'm a huge fan of this Bedard kid. He's just done everything the right way, no complaining. And the one thing that really makes me like a player that has that much talent, he's just grateful. He's humbled. He understands that he's one of the few that gets to do what many people dream that
1: they could do. It's good for yeah, him. Yeah, and he's, uh, he, I mean, the way he keeps going, is going to have himself a very, very long career. He is off to a hell of a start. Uh, Robbie, another player that is off to just a blitzing start. I feel like we've been talking about this guy every single podcast since the NHL season started. William fucking Nylander. 15 straight games to start the season now with a point. Still not signed to a contract. Now, I know when this season started, I was like, this guy's out of his fucking mind for asking for $10, $10 $10.5 million. Robbie, I don't really give a fuck what the number is right now. Sign this man to a contract. Sign him to a contract. Not tomorrow, not after breakfast now. Get him for seven years at $10 million a year. I think that works well for both sides. Uh, It still leaves a little bit of wiggle room with the cap going up. You have to bring this guy back. I mean, at this point, he's been the most electric guy. Marner, you can't even really notice out there half the time. We're paying him 11 and a half. Matthews is obviously doing what Matthews does. He's worth every fucking penny. But Nylander. Exactly. Exactly. You have Nyes now making 950 k for at least another year. I mean, you have the time. Now is the time to do it. Sign him to this contract. Pencil him in. You need him on this team. There's no ifs or buts about it. The guy's electric. Uh, and uh, and more leaf news too, Robbie. Uh, Nikita Zadorov, heavy hitting defenseman for the Calgary Flames, would be a great addition to any team, uh, any playoff team. He has that real gritty playoff style of hockey. Uh, immediately after the game against Toronto, Nikita Zadorov did request a trade out of Calgary, and initial reports are reporting that three teams had immense interest in acquiring Zadorov and made calls right away, and that was the Toronto Maple Leafs, New Jersey Devils and the Vancouver Canucks. So all teams that could use a little extra piece on defense. I don't know what the price is going to be to acquire Zadora, but if the Leafs are able to get in there and grab him, that would be huge. Uh, obviously, you look at the offseason acquisition of John Klimberg. That signing, it has really not worked out well. John Klimberg has looked pretty fucking horrendous. Realistically, Robbie, for the the four big free agent signing for the Leafs this year were Ryan Reeves, Klimberg, Max Domi, and Tyler Bertuzzi. All four have really kind of looked like crap if we're going to be on. Well, we
0: know where you're going to add Ryan Reeves. Ryan Reeves fucking sucks, but he is the guy that is going to cause, you know, intimidate the other team. He's yeah, going but to he, he, you you can't to use- play
1: him, Robbie, if he keeps playing like this. The guy is on the ice. He, I think he's he hasn't been on for a goal fourth yet. He's been on for, I think, nine goals against. I'm he, At the end of the day, I know the guy's an intimidating factor, but you can't use a roster spot on him if he's just going to go out there and fucking do nothing got a Tyler Bertuzzi was a guy I had big hopes and he hasn't done really fuck all Max Domi I didn't really have much expertise for Max Domi because I know the type of player he is I'm not sure he's had the start he wanted to but I think he's kind of right where I thought he was going to be so I'm not got too disappointed in him or before you're going to put the
0: blame on all these four you can't put these guys ahead of the goaltending for the Toronto Maple Leafs
1: no the you goaltending but I'm just saying just for the like the hype of these acquisitions coming in like we we, we were all excited about all four of these guys and
0: I was excited for Reeves and Bertuzzi Reeves more so because I, I was like, more,
1: I think Klingberg I was like the one the I Leagues was most really excited needed for
0: that aggressor on the team. Someone that's going to be a douchebag on the ice.
1: I was most excited for Klingberg. I thought that was a perfect piece to bring for the least D furs him up a little bit, gives him that bit of an offensive push too for the D, but still gets that defensive stability. Uh, but he is just fucking, he has looked horrendous, man. Absolutely horrendous. But we we'll have to keep Ryan eyes here. I would say if, if the rumors are true, I'd say within the next couple of weeks, he'll probably be shifted off somewhere. And let's hope it's in the blue and white, Robbie. I got uh, one more thing here on the hockey I got one list. thing
0: I got to talk about, too, once you're done with oh, your topic.
1: Yeah, I know what you want to talk about. <laughs> uh, last thing I got before Robbie takes over for the hockey here. Um, Dallas Stars <laughs> took down the Minnesota Wild. I believe the score was 7-2 in that game. Robbie, I've never in my life seen this in my 27 years of watching hockey. Well, I guess 24 years, we'll say, of watching hockey because I wasn't watching hockey, I'm sure, when I was an infant child. Dallas Stars had seven special teams goals in this game. They had five power play goals and two shorthanded goals. They did not get one five-on-five goal in a 7-2 beatdown of the Minnesota Wild. I've never seen a team get seven special team goals in one game, so I had, they, that is just amazing to me. So I had to bring that up. Um, Pretty incredible, obviously the power play is clicking. But if you're going to get two shorthanded goals in a game, you either got to a look at wow, that's a hell of a penalty kill unit, or what the fuck is Minnesota doing over there? But that's all I got for you, Mister Robert. I want to hear what what you have to say because I believe I know the route you're going to go here.
0: Like I told you, we're going to try not to rant, but it really infuriates me what this team has been doing on a consistent basis. The Carolina Hurricanes have announced that they will be bringing back an old traditional jerseys for February 10th, and that is the Hartford Whalers jerseys on February 10th. This is what pisses me off about this club. You moved on. You went to Carolina. You left Hartford. In the early 2010s, they felt like they wanted to try to bring some tradition back to Hartford. We don't have much going on in Connecticut. We have the WNBA that's right next to Rhode Island. It's like 20 minutes away from Rhode Island. In order for me to go watch a professional women's basketball game, it Which, would take would me do that? an hour and 30 minutes. And if, from Har- if you're from Hartford, it's going to take you longer. Maybe a little less. I don't know what the time is from Hartford all the way to fucking Mohegan Sun. Okay. God forbid they change their names to the Whalers. And you interfered. You said, excuse me. We have the patent on that. You can't call yourself the Whalers, so they had to cave in and call them the Whales. It didn't sit right, so they went back to the Wolfpack. Do you know how many teams with actually illustrious history prior to their move don't do what the what the Hurricanes do? It's a it's a slap in the face to the city of Hartford, man. I brought it up on this show, and I wish people would understand that ever since the waddlers left, how bad Connecticut needs them back. Look at what's going on in Arizona, man. Look what's going on in Anaheim, San Jose. They don't care for their fucking hockey teams over there. And especially we know about Arizona. It's yep. a failure. So let's say, all right, they're going to move Arizona. It's probably not going to Hartford. It's probably going to Cal. Would you say Alberta is in need for a team in Canada?
1: No, it could be Quebec. It could be. uh, I think UConn or Connecticut could be up there. I saw a few that they were saying even Atlanta was in that. I could not see it going back to Atlanta.
0: Salt Lake City. Yeah. Do you know at the time that they wanted to get Hartford out there, they said you need to reach. It was a crazy number. It's like 11,000 season ticket holders. And the Whalers accomplished it. I don't know what Gary Bettman has against Hartford, Connecticut, but this is a slap in the face, man. You don't see the Oklahoma City Thunder since they moved wearing Seattle Supersonic jerseys. You don't see the San Francisco Giants putting NY's on their hat to their move. You don't see Los Angeles Dodgers doing it with the Do- with, with the Brooklyn Dodgers, the Houston Oilers in te- in Tennessee. Okay. But at least they have a football team in Tennessee now, or or excuse me, in, in, in Texas and in Houston. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but it's different for hockey. It's, 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 it's all about the history. It's a throwback to your, I don't think you should be upset about it. It's, it's what it but is. I, it's I they, were, gonna, they were the Hartford Whalers. Now they're the Carolina Hurricanes. I mean, it, they still own that, the name rights to it. They didn't do this
0: until a couple of years ago. They started doing this, and that was when the talks went in about there was a bill that was being sent a few years ago to the NHL asking for a reimbursement of a hockey team in Hartford. And then the, Her- the hurricanes come out and they start doing it. So yeah, there is no tradition to it because you know what? The team wasn't good in Hartford. No one cared for, the- I understand outside of Hartford, no one cared for the Whalers back then. No one. So why are you wearing their jerseys all of a sudden? Oh, because it's been a hot topic recently about let's try to get a hockey team back in Hartford. Look what we have. Fuck you, Carolina, you fucking douchebag, cocksucking motherfuckers. Oh, wow. They are my least favorite team in hockey, and I hope you all fucking lose.
1: Well, that went about as good as I thought I was going to go there. Um, Bob is just saying JPP going to the Saints. I don't know who the fuck JPP is. One-handed
0: Jason Pierre-Paul.
1: Oh, that the one-handed guy still playing?
0: Now he's playing. He sucked last year. I don't know what there's to whoa about. He stinks. He's far <laughs> from what he was. Maybe he hadn't blown up his hand, he would be better. But
1: well, Robbie, that is uh, that is it for the hockey news here. Um, why don't we get through some NBA, and, and then we'll see if we have some time to go over UFC and MLB as well, too, because we're uh, we're approaching 8 o'clock. We are. Uh, but NBA news, Robbie, uh, I'm sure you're going to love this. Philadelphia 76ers have remained undefeated since the James Harden trade, whereas the Los Angeles Clippers have remained defeated in every single game since acquiring James Harden. He has looked horrific. I mean, just some of the the plays I've seen him try to make. uh, What was that system line he had, uh, the line when they were talking about uh, if he could go and adapt to a system, and he said that uh, he doesn't play with systems, he is the system. I believe was one of one of his interview quotes he had back in the day. So clearly he's just showing that he is not the system. I mean, this guy is bringing a dark cloud to the Clippers organization here.
0: He is. And um, our good friend Joey has said it before. And since he's not here, I'll say it again for him. James Harden is a can sir to any organization.
1: I mean, he's proven that day in and day out. Um, I, I thought the Clippers would at least, uh, you know, I thought they would look okay. It's just that they seem that they could not get any sort of bearings uh, with James. Obviously, it's only four games in, right? We're going to might take a little bit of time for them to click, but so far it is not looking good. And uh, it's, it's actually gotten so bad where Ty Lue, the head coach of the Clippers, had to basically come out and not only give James Harden shit, but kind of just kind of push him in the right direction, saying, I think he's trying to do too much out there and, I don't know if I'm James Harden with the way that his uh, ego is or the way that I'm looking at his ego. I don't know if he really would like those comments that Mr. Lou said about him.
0: Um, How's this, Zachary? Plus minus players of the week. Jason Tatum in four games was a plus 72. Awesome. Would you like to guess what James Harden's was?
1: Minus 61.
0: 67. Minus 67 with him on the court. And without him on the court? They're a plus 20 something.
1: Yeah, not looking good. Um,
0: Russell Westbrook <laughs> on the game Sunday, they subbed in James Harden for him. You could see Russell runs off the court and is like, Kawhi Leonard has been sh- showing increased frustrations as of late. You could say it's only four games in, they could figure out. Zach, I don't know if they can, dude. That's why I said, at the time of the trade, I don't think it's a win-win for either team. I think the win, because while we're on the topic of the Sixers, I'll get to it. The Clippers traded their fucking benched for for, for James Harden, and they traded picks away. And yep. the Sixers, those guys, Nicholas Batum, Marcus Morris, be they acquired a lot of depth. They're not going to be anything special to help them leave for a championship run. James Harden is a cancer and it's only a matter of time until he realizes he needs to be more of a team player than an individual. And you know, what's crazy, bro. When he got traded to Brooklyn, he was playing at an MVP caliber level, Zach. He was incredible up until the hamstring injury. Yeah,
1: he he really has taken a big step back the last couple of years.
0: Great. Last year. He was, he was great. Last year in Philadelphia. And then when he wasn't named an all-star, he fucking dropped off. He dropped off. Did you know, I mean, I'm glad to listen to this Mavs announcers, uh, Mavs announcers rant. You wanted Dwight Howard. They shipped off Dwight Howard. You wanted Chris Paul. Then you wanted him gone, so they did. You wanted Russell Westbrook, so they did. You wanted the team to fly out the next day so you can go party for the night, so they did. You wanted to go to Brooklyn. They trade you to Brooklyn. You played with the best three players. Then you got tired of it because Kyrie wasn't vaccinated. You went to Philly. Then you got tired of it. Now you're going to the Clippers. How many more chances do you think you can get acting like this? What are you going to do? You're going to go to the GM and be like, I don't like the way Kawhi Leonard's playing basketball. You need to trade him. <laughs> Bitch. Oh, oh yeah. did I say. I meant, uh, uh, Paul George. Bitch. James Harden is a bonafide loser. You fucking loser.
1: I probably couldn't agree more with Robbie on that one there. He is a bit of a zero. Um, And if if we are keeping this news with the 76ers, we actually have a, I'm
0: going to say us really quick. Sorry. You know what? Go ahead and say what you're saying. I should not have interrupted you like that.
1: I was just going to say, I think we have a sports cave first here, Robbie. We have an injury to report in basketball. Um, That happened completely nowhere, even near the stadium. Kelly Oubre Jr. uh, was plowed by a car. I believe it was Saturday evening. Um, Non-life-threatening injuries, which is good, but it does say that he will miss a significant amount of time uh, after getting hit by a fucking car. I mean, who saw that one coming?
0: Clearly not Kelly.
1: (laughs) I I don't think so. I was going to say that's a big boy too. He must have done some damage to that car. Um, got had, like, you got him in the leg.
0: Yeah, and it was an SUV traveling at a high speed, and then they fled the scene.
1: Oh wow, there you go. So uh, keep your eye looking out for an SUV with a Kelly Oubre shin implant in the bumper of it.
0: And uh, Kelly Oubre was playing the best I've seen Kelly Oubre play since he was
1: having a terrible, terrible timing for him. He was like playing he's fantastic. Perfect
0: system for Kelly Oubre, and fuck yeah. man, terrible.
1: A hit by a car is really not the way you want to do it. Um, tough Mac, tough luck for him. Uh, another basketball news here. C- 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 uh,
0: I oh, yep. want to mention. Did you hear what Joel Embiid said about Tyrese Maxey?
1: No, actually, I did not.
0: Tyrese Maxey had a career high game of 50 points.
1: He's and on my list here.
0: Tyrese Maxey. Feel like they had to be mentioned, like as we're talking the Sixers. Joel Embiid basically said that this is his franchise now.
1: Heck, I mean, is that foreshadowing that he's uh, on his way out? I think so. I that could just be like that could just be like after James Harden leaving that now Tyrese Maxey is the guard. He's the fucking number one guy. I, I don't know if I, I wouldn't buy. I mean, obviously, I could see what you're playing into that because we have those speculations that he might not be a 76er. You're very convinced that he will not be a 76er, but. I don't know. After this James Harden trade, maybe he feels a little bit more uh, loyal to them now going, okay, they're listening to me getting this fucking cancer out of here. The team's obviously a good team. Jesus Christ, I got the gas. Oh, you got that.
0: He said, quote, if I got to be honest, he probably would have been taking this leap a year ago, two years ago, because I've been telling him to work out with Drew for a long time, but I'm happy that he did it. I've always said he's the hardest working person I've ever been around, and that's saying something. He's going to be here for a long time. Like I said, he's the franchise.
1: That could just be a guy giving his, his teammates some big ups, though. You know, I you could kind of look at it both ways. I could be like a foreshadow saying like, yeah, yeah it's. Not my franchise anymore because I'm out of here, or it could be not. I, I think it's more so just him trying to give him that bit of confidence boost and also taking a shot at James Harden, too, at the same time, I think.
0: Absolutely taking a shot, James Harden. So, Absolutely.
1: I got one more bit of uh, uh, basketball news, Robbie, before we can move on to UFC or MLB. Uh, and that is the Houston Rockets, Robbie. After losing oh. the first three games of the season, they have now rifled off six wins in a row. I mean, not not a team I expected to even do anything out there. But uh, you're getting good play from Fred VanVleet. You're getting good play from Dylan Brooks. Um, you're getting good play from Jalen Green. So I, maybe this is a, one of those little fucking dark horse kind of feisty teams that'll just kind of be lingering around that ten to eight spot this year.
0: Yeah. I mean, Dylan Brooks stepped up to the challenge of LeBron James. Said he was going to shut him down. And did so. And do you remember who the head coach is for this Houston Rockets team?
1: I know. I, I can't say I do. M.A. Udoka. Ah, yes. The Boston Celtics ex coach. The guy that I wanted to coach the Raptors.
0: Veterans, although he hasn't been in the league that long. And Dylan Brooks. Fred Van Vliet to go along with the young court they have. Sungin, I believe his name is. The Sangin.
1: Yep. Alperin Sanguin or Sanguin.
0: Taking a step up, Jalen Green starting to figure it out, and my prediction of the Rockets finishing the last place is probably going to be the worst pick I picked for the NBA this season.
1: Yeah, they are. I I had them last too. So,
0: but with Imadoko leading the charge, they could impress. They could fill in a ten or higher seed.
1: How crazy would that be you see the fucking Houston Rockets in a playoff spot after all their? Expectations coming into the season.
0: You know who wants to go back? Ironically, do you know who wants to go back to Houston at some point? James Harden. Yep, that fat loser. If I was Houston, I'd
1: say fuck you. Well, I I think James. I think they had a very good chance to acquire him. They probably said, "Yeah, fuck that. We don't want to bring that guy in." We already had our Houston or James Harden Houston experiment. It did not work. Fuck him. But Mr. Robbie, that is all I got for the NBA that's too um, bad because I got something for you. Oh, oh, what do we got here, sir? Zion Williamson.
0: Pelicans got off to a great start of the season. They were four and one to start off the season and things were looking good. They've lost five straight games since. Mm. And a quote, Zion says, it's tough right now, but like I said, I'm taking a little backseat right now and I'm trusting the process. I'm trying my best to buy in right now.
1: Not exactly what you want to hear from your star player.
0: How long have I said, I know he signed his contract extension. There is a destination that is made for Zion Williamson. What have I always said, Zach? You probably forgot.
1: Yeah, I definitely Definitely don't know.
0: <laughs> Bright lights. Big city. Shining down at Madison Square Garden. Zion Williamson was meant all, and this is a Brooklyn fan saying this. Zion Williamson is built to be a New York. Nick.
1: Well, I would love to see what they would have to fucking trade away to acquire someone like him.
0: Here's what I would trade them. I'm not putting RJ Bear as part of the package deal. Keeping RJ Bear.
1: I'd be keeping RJ and I'd be keeping Jalen Brunson.
0: Correct. I'll give you Julius Randle. I'll give you Emmanuel quickly uh quickly. Josh Hart. Three first round picks. Wow. In return, give me Zion, Jose Alvarado, and whatever else needs to fill in for salary reasons.
1: That would be hell of a blockbuster, and I feel like the Knicks get a guy like Zion, and they're able to keep RJ and Jalen Brunson. We could be looking at a hell of a team.
0: And let me tell you why it would make the Knicks better.
1: Oh, I think it would make them a lot better.
0: Let's look at what Julius Randle's done when he's been off pouting, not showing as much effort. Remember when he was upset when Jalen Brunson took a difficult shot against the Bucks, And prior to that shot, he had 45 points. Yes. And you were, took a difficult three-point shot, and you walked back on defense? This is why Knicks fans have a love-hate relationship for Julius Randle. You know what they'll love? They'll love Zion.
1: Well, I mean, everyone knows you're getting with Zion. I mean, you're getting a fucking truck, uh, but a guy that his knee I think is one big jump away from just absolutely exploding because of all the weight he's got coming down on it.
0: And here's the other thing that could be scary, though. Tom Thibodeau is a coach that makes you play your ass off every second you're out there. So maybe it could become a little risky, but It's a risk I would take.
1: I mean, I think if it's if it's a possibility, I think it is definitely something they have to.
0: uh... If you look, do you know what the best player's been for the Knicks this year? Ben R.J. Ben R.J. Barrett. He's taken that step that they've been waiting for. Canada. Itchy, itchy.
1: Is that uh, you? Any more basketball news for us? There. Uh, Scotty Barnes is still killing
0: it. Mikel Bridges yesterday had a career high in rebounds. He also shot 9 of 15 from inside the arc and 2 for 14 outside the three-point line. And, uh, oh, the uh, Lakers win their first game without LeBron James. The Lakers are a 40% chance of making the playoffs this year. Uh, I'm sure
1: that number will increase.
0: Sure. Klay Thompson has struggled.
1: Yeah, I'm going to guess that one
0: and i think that's
1: all we got zach well robbie i ask you this now um 810. i think we have enough time to go over the mlb and ufc i think there's not too much in there we can
0: a couple things to talk about so I'll, I'll get the mlb ones right here
1: okay okay robbie go and we'll finish it off with a quick recap of ufc 296 i believe it was i'm not gonna go
0: no ufc 295 oh, um I'm not going to go through all the gold glove and silver sluggers. There was a lot of people that won the awards. Volpe stands out. I think the blue Jays won as a team for gold gloves.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I saw Johnny put that post up. He was saying, we've won our world series. The blue Jays have won the team gold glove award. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking
0: Uh, Johnny. Johnny's Johnny's fucking hilarious. Um, Let's get on for spring training.
1: Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely be on him. If we get on here again,
0: excuse me. Um, we got our AL and NL Rookie of the Year winners.
1: Yep. The NL is pretty obvious, I think. I think that guy was a was a dead giveaway. Give it to me. Corbin Carroll, baby. One of my big pieces of my fantasy baseball championship this year. The guy was electric literally up until the last game of the NLCS. I Corbin mean, very well deserved.
0: Fuck yeah. Fuck, yeah, he was. Okay. American League. Who was the winner, Zachary?
1: I was the guy from Baltimore. Wasn't it Gunner? Yes. Gunner Henderson or something? Henderson? 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 I told you, I'm. this espresso is really, it's like I'm drinking a fucking, uh, uh, what do they call those things? Uh, there's some sort of drink that Joe Rogan always drinks for his podcast that uh, gets him very focused. Uh, middle of the light gets me focused. Yeah, I'm on then, my fourth bush light here. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, big. Uh, is that is that all the awards they uh, announced? Was just the uh, the AL and NL Rookie of the Years for Correct. today. Correct. So I'm assuming by Thursday we'll probably have the rest of them uh, out.
0: Thursday by Thursday, I think we should have the Manager of the Year, the Cy Youngs, and the MVPs. AL I'm kind of curious to see
1: who the uh, who's like the, the the big contenders for it.
0: Final three in the AL, I believe, was Simeon, Seager, and Otani.
1: So two Texas Rangers.
0: And Otani, bro. And then for the NL, it's Acuna, Betts,
1: and Freeman. Two the, the AL is actually that I don't even know who the fuck would win that. I, I don't think you can give it to Otani for the amount of time he missed. Going to. You think he's got it? Because Seeger missed
0: some time too. The only one that didn't miss time was Marcus Simeon. And let me I look at
1: Marcus. If, he had some great numbers this year, but are the MVP numbers? You know, I don't what think I mean? it like it was with the Blue Jays. Yeah.
0: Does it piss you off that you didn't, they didn't bring back Marcus Simeon?
1: I, I I want to say that I think they attempted to bring back Marcus Simeon. I don't think Marcus Simeon wanted to play for Toronto. You know what? I can't blame these guys for not coming want to play for Toronto. It's the baseball players probably aren't used to the fucking freezing. I guess they're not really playing during the winter time, anyways. But you have to live here. It's cold. You get taxed up your ass. So I I can see why you would want to move on. Well, he played 162 games this year. He played every game. Led
0: league in hits. Led leagues in runs. Played appearances and at bats. 29 home runs, 100 RBIs, 14 stolen bases, 276 batting average with an 826 uh, OPS. It is adversary, Mr. Corey Seager. Corey Seager this Seager. year, 119 games, led the league in doubles in 119 games. He had 42 doubles, 33 home runs, 96 RBIs, 327 batting average, 390 on base percentage, 623 slugging. OPS.
1: I didn't hear one word you just said there. I'm assuming it has something to do with how the Yankees had a chance to get him, but they didn't get him, and uh, now he's probably going to win the AL MVP this year. Was Was that like sort of along the lines of what you were saying there, Robbie? Yes. I said that
0: fucker Brian Cashman had a chance to get him, and he didn't.
1: Well, Brian Cashman, uh Robbie. Uh, I, I think if Brian Cashman and Robbie ever met in the street, I think Robbie would be going to jail for life. I think he would absolutely slit his throat up. in front of fuck, everybody.
0: Fucking shit out of him, that fucking old geriatric fuck. Jesus Christ. Well Johe Otani in 135 games played. Led the league this year in home runs of forty-four. 95 RBIs, 20 stolen bases, a three oh four batting average. Led the league in on base slugging and OPS. 412, 654, 1.006 OPS. And of course, when you talk about Shai Hotani, what else do you have to talk about, Zachary?
1: Is pitching.
0: 10 and 5 with a 3.14 ERA uh, and 132 innings pitched. He had 167 strikeouts. So per nine innings, he had 11.4.
1: Okay, well, when you put it like that, yeah, I think Shohei Otani is going to win this MVP this year. Honestly, I'd be happy with any three of them. I mean, they, they, I think it's deserved. I, I would like to see Simeon win it just being an ex Blue Jay, but I think he's probably going to be third in voting. I think
0: he should win it over Simeon. But prior to Otani with the MVP award, prior to Belichick sucking. You know how like Belichick was clearly like the best coach in football for the longest time, but it's like we're not going to give him the award every year. So we're going to pick all these other guys. Eventually, that's going to happen to Otani. It's going to be like, you yeah. know, this guy baseball, we can't give him the
1: MVP. Well, it was year. like when Russell Westbrook was getting fucking averaging triple doubles every year. That is like The first time he did it was like this guy's a bona fide MVP. And then it was like, OK, no, this is just what he does. We can't just keep fucking handing these out to this guy. I think you're probably right about that. I think it's going to fizzle out and it's going to be one of those awards like where he might be the most deserving every year, but it's going to have to be a new face.
0: I think what you really have to take into accountability as well when you do this, I mean, defense matters in sports, man. Corey Seager was a finalist for the Gold Glove and he lost out to Volpe. you Tani's not fine. I get it. He's a pitcher. It's different, but the dude doesn't play any defense neither.
1: Well, he defense- pitches and he hits. I mean... No, the guys that are playing defense aren't going out there and throwing you fucking eight scoreless innings.
0: I just don't want to see someone win the MVP every fucking year.
1: Well, I think he's got a pencil in this year, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and I'm not going to be upset if he does, but... You know what I mean? Oh, oh I know what you mean. Astros were very quick to fill in their managerial role. They brought in Joe Espinoza, their bench coach will fill in. And that was the right thing to do. Keep it within the organization. Don't try to bring some sort of outsider because when you take on that um, that job, it's a it, it's a lot different than what it was before the cheating scandal. So you yeah. got to be very connected with that clubhouse and he'll uh, fit in just fine.
1: New manager hiring out in Houston. Uh, And Mr. Robbie, I believe that, I guess that's probably all we got for the MLB. We have more awards picks for you guys coming on thursday
0: i see when they start signing free agents really quick yes you may can mlb free agents sign
1: i would assume it's not yet right because that would probably be the fucking probably be some big guy signing right away
0: yeah so they could sign right now at oh. any time so, have to wait and
1: see the, uh, where these big names are going to be going. Well, not too many big names this offseason, but.
0: Oh, well, there is a good amount of names. Good amount. You got Shohei, obviously.
1: Yeah. Seager.
0: Seager. Seager. Seager oh,
1: he, I thought he signed him one year.
0: But brother, he, him and Simeon. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: He signed that. Yeah. You know, that's my bad. That is my bad. I totally, I know exactly what you're saying right there.
0: Yeah. That was terrible of you.
1: Well, you know what? I was on fire today. It's, it's we've been doing this for almost two hours, Robbie. So, um, my, my brain only lasts as long as it lasts. Snell,
0: Hader, Aaron Nola, Matt Chapman, the guy Here. from Japan. Everybody's, you know, crazy Kiermaier.
1: About.
0: It's a top free agent. It's not average.
1: Kevin Kiermaier should be up there at least top fifteen. No. no. Well, fuck no. you. No,
0: thank you. Um, Yeah. Oh, Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger.
1: That's what I was thinking. Not secret. I was thinking of Bellinger. Fucking idiot. Well, they're both. Their first names sound very similar. Corey Cody. What? Are you retarded? That's literally. Wow, we almost made a wonderful episode. Oh, <laughs> but are, are you some sort of are you some sort of idiot? Corey and Cody is literally one one letter difference.
0: <laughs> no. Ah, fuck. So fucking gay.
1: <laughs> why, well, Jesus Christ!
0: I did that intentionally for obvious reasons. Fucking,
1: fucking Jesus Christ.
0: Um, ah,
1: cheese and rice. Yeah. Well, UFC why don't we get over some UFC talk here, and then we'll get the fuck out of here before we say something bad. Uh, UFC guys, I know everyone was disappointed with John Jones falling out. The John Jones Stipe main card was not uh. Was not the main card for this fight. And I mean, the card on paper really didn't look that good. This was one of the greatest UFC cards I have ever seen in my entire life. Every single fight was a finish, either a knockout or submission. They might have all been knockouts, if I remember correctly. It was fucking beat down after beat down. Tom Aspinall, that, that Sergei Pavlovich guy that he was fighting has such a strong punch. I'm like, if he lands you, I don't know what to say. Tom Aspinall is legit. I read something about this guy, Robbie. This guy's dad when I believe he was like eight years old or something, maybe even younger. His dad quit his job to become a full-time MMA trainer for his son. So this Tom Aspinall guy has been just, his life has been MMA basically since he's been eight years old. And it was pretty fucking cool to see him win the title and go over and throw it on his dad's shoulder. I mean that is just a lifetime of hard work just culminating to exactly what you wanted to your dreams have come true. I know it's the interim heavyweight champion you got to defend that title but nonetheless no one's ever going to be able to take that away from you with a devastating knockout to Sergey Pavlovich within like 3 minutes of the first round. Great fight. And then that leads off into the main event of the night Alex Pereira against uh who the fuck was he fighting? Why is the name blanking me right now? Yuri I'm not even going to attempt to say that guy's last name. Um, I mean, I the one thing I will say about this fight for a championship fight, that was a extreme early stoppage. I mean, I understand Yuri looked like he was out on the floor there, but when he was on his back, it looked like he regained consciousness very quickly. I don't know what would happen if the ref would have let it go. Maybe he's able it's to referee. regain. But uh, it Who's was... really Pardon? Who's the referee? I'm not too sure. It wasn't Herb Dean. It wasn't Herb Dean. I'll throw out some names. It was a white guy. Mark Goddard. I let me see. I'm not too sure it who I, Goddard, actually ref. might have been Mark Goddard, actually. So
0: known for stopping the fights a little bit early. It had to have been Mark Goddard.
1: Uh, I don't know if it's gonna fucking tell me who the ref was.
0: And then it was Jason Herzog.
1: Who refed Pereira? Jesus Christ, I can't type. Pereira verse yuri mark goddard
0: i'm so fucking good
1: so mark goddard i'm telling you robbie i i think the fight would have been finished regardless but you have to give the guy some time to recover in a championship fight for the fucking belt he did the same
0: thing to izzy when he was facing Pereira. he did the same exact thing where izzy wasn't like completely
1: out yeah and you get in there and I, I mean i'll be honest with you and Pereira. Yes, he did look good. He was taking some fucking shots, though, in that first round. Yuri, just the way he, like, kind of comes at you, it's like he's so slow and, like, you just don't really know what's going to happen. He just, he's like a Tyson Fury. He hits you with a bunch of feints, and then it's all of a sudden he'll fucking crack you. But uh we know oh, the power that Stop. Alex Pereira possesses, and he put it on full display in that main event. That's what he said in this post-fight conference, right? Yeah, he wants Izzy to come up and fight at 205, and if Izzy Izzy's not an idiot. I think Izzy learned fighting Jan Blockwich that he does not have the body to fight at 205 pounds. He is right where he should be at 185. He's not big enough to compete with these guys at that weight class. Well,
0: Izzy, if you remember, said that he much rather fight at his 185 in light heavyweight than fight at their weight, so he got up to the bare minimum of 200 and a half pounds, and I don't think Pereira would do what Jan did. I don't think he would take him to the ground, did the ground and pound. No, but
1: imagine the power Pereira has at 205 compared to 185. That extra fucking 20 pounds is going to add. Five.
0: They're like, fucking Yeah. Yeah. Like, the I end. mean,
1: that's a lot of extra power to just have there loaded up. Yeah. So. No, he's murdered, bro. And look at Pereira, too. I think Pereira has seven UFC fights, if I'm correct. And he's won two fucking belts. Yeah. That's ridiculous.
0: He may be, he's going to be right there with Anderson Silva as one of the best proteges out of Brazil.
1: Uh, if he keeps going this way, I think he will be the best fighter out of Brazil. I mean, he's at this point, who's going to beat him? They, especially in the light heavyweight division. Oh, Jamaha being- Hill would yeah. get killed by Alex Pereira, I think. I think Pereira would destroy Jamaha Hill. So yeah. we'll see. I think he has a torn Achilles or something like that. So we'll see what happens when he comes back. But I think this is uh, Alex Pereira's division for as long as he wants it to be.
0: You think it's going to be like another replication of John Jones? With I think Patrick?
1: he's, I, I'm going to give him, I know he's probably what, 30 something years old. I'm going to give him at least four title defenses.
0: You know, I to see jump up to like heavyweight to give him a, a fucking run for his money. Who's that? Oh, Costa. Well, Paul Acosta.
1: Well, Paulo Costa has the body where he could fight at 205. I mean, the guy's a fucking, I literally think a specimen. He's
0: than he is at 185.
1: Well, you, you got to think, like, if you're losing all that weight, that's draining so much energy from you. Oh, like, yes, yeah. I know you're, you're getting a physical advantage being the bigger guy, but if you can't fucking have the energy uh, to compete and fight, it's like you're just draining yourself.
0: Now, I don't know if you saw the quote, because UFC 296 will be happening December 15th. Patty Pimlet came out and said that this is make or break for his career when he fights legendary Tony Ferguson.
1: And I actually really like this fight for Tony Ferguson, too. I think they finally have given him somebody that's not going to go out there and just fucking starch him because they've done Tony Ferguson dirty these last couple of fights. Everyone knows he's not Tony Ferguson anymore, but yet you're giving him the top dogs for him to just go out there and get fucking lambasted. (laughs) Way too much damage
0: against Gage, bro. Everyone in his career ever since that fight, bro. Yeah.
1: So I mean, it's I'm, I'm happy he's fighting a guy like Paddy Pimblet. and I actually could see him maybe getting back in the win column against Paddy Pimblet. I'm not big on the hype with Paddy the Baddie, to be honest with you. I think that the he fought that one gay dude. I the guy actually is a gay man. I I can't remember his fucking name. The guy, I, was it that fight? There was one fight that he won by a decision where he got the shit kicked out of him. He did not win that fight. It might have been against that homosexual man, but I can't exactly remember who it was.
0: Well, of course, they picked Patty because it was in London.
1: I mean, it makes sense. Uh, I think he has his hands full, though, with Tony Ferguson. And I think we also could be seeing a potential last fight of the legendary Tony Ferguson's career. Sucks he never won a championship, man. That's one guy I would have loved to see win. He did. Tony Ferguson? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. I don't think he ever won a belt, dude. Yes. Go ahead and look it up. I know for a fact he did. Interim, he's an interim champion. So never, he was- never defended it though. Yes, he did. If he's if he's if he's an interim champion and he defended, he's not an interim champion he anymore.
0: He was supposed to defend against Khabib. Something happened and he backed out. So he ended up facing against Gaethje. Gaethje won it and then Gaethje lost it to Khabib.
1: Says won the interim. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Listen to this, Robbie. Won the interim UFC lightweight championship later stripped of the title due to injury. So he never defended his title.
0: I don't know about
1: that. I'm I'm literally reading it right now. He did win his next two fights after. He fought Anthony Pettis and Donald Cerrone, and then he had to fight for the UFC Lightweight Championship against Justin Gaethje, which is the fight that we know has turned his career upside down. After that fight, Robbie, he has now lost one, two, three, four, five fights in a row after that one. He's on a six-fight losing streak right now. This is his last chance. I mean, he's now lost to Bobby Green, Nate Diaz, Michael Chandler, Benil Darius, Charles Oliveira, Justin Gaethje. Just listen to those names, though. Like, why are you not Tony Ferguson fighting these fucking top, top, top dogs, man? I don't know. It's ridiculous. They're doing him dirty, bro. Very dirty. But I hope he can get back in the win column against Patty the Batty. Uh, the Robbie-
0: I see it. I feel like both guys. What'd you say? But I see it as a win-win for me because I like both Patty
1: and Yeah, Morgan. I don't mind Patty either. I just don't I'm not I, I hope Ferguson can win. I hope he can win this fight and go off in the in the sunset with a W.
0: Patty. Oh Patty the baddie! And
1: with that singing, folks, I think we should probably get the hell out of here, Robbie. It is 8 30. We have talked to these folks for two hours now. And I'm sure they've enjoyed our presence. But it's time for oh, me yeah. to edit this puppy and hopefully get it up by tonight.
0: Yeah, it's time for me to go to bed. I'm Fucking tired myself. But uh ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Shout out to Ryan, Joey, for donating some bits to us, you kind soul motherfuckers. You don't have to do that, but we thank greatly you. do appreciate it. Continue to do so. Um happy birthday to my father once again. Um uh, the Cowboys did a great job giving you a good birthday instead of a shitty one. They fulfilled their job and we'll see if they can do it the rest of the way. Um that's it. I'm tired. I got a shower, I'm gonna go to bed. So, Zach, do me a favor and just take us out. Thank you.
1: As Robbie said here, folks, we thank you guys very much for tuning in again. And before we go, I have to extend one more. Happy birthday to our main man, main man, Bob. I was joking when I said 71, Bob. Happy 53rd. Looking good for a 53-year-old man. But that's it, guys. We bored you guys enough tonight. There's only one thing left to say. Stay sexy, a sports cave.